0: Log Talk Radio.
1: <laughs> Everybody's got a price. Everybody's going to pay. Hey Everybody's it's Ted B. the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk
2: Podcast. out in the night out, you're tuning in to Wrestle talk. 657-383-1521, we'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Future Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard.
3: And I'm Joe Lamb, ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts. Keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Retro talk
0: begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride.
3: What is up, Retro Talk Podcast family? How the heck is everybody doing tonight on this lovely Tuesday? Day, night, ladies and gentlemen. I am ecstatic tonight. It's Tuesday night. That means one thing and one thing only. It is time once again for wrestle talk, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Wrestle talk is here once again. Tuesdays are my favorite day of the week because that means that I get to come and talk to each and every single one of you for the next. Two hours, ladies and gentlemen, and oh my goodness, do we have a show for you tonight? We got the shoot and shout segment, we got the of talk podcast game show challenge, we got the fantasy wrestling segment, we got everything you can imagine, and that's not enough. We are continuing our journey this week to the different promotions around the areas. Tonight, we've got Koko Mana coming on, we've got Fred Slow coming on, and we got Doug Votal coming on. It's going to be an absolute amazing show. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, because I know he's chomping at the bit to get on here, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the Night Owl. Guys, it's what Timmy, you are already going off in the wrong. We're not going to do this tonight. We're not going to do this tonight, intern Timmy. Play the Night Owl's entrance music before we fire your
0: ass.
3: Night Owl, why do we keep intern Timmy around? Well, Chelsea, the the idea
2: of it is that the intern is free so the fact that we don't pay intern timmy kind of limits us from we don't we don't pay the guy
3: i've been paying intern timmy two hundred dollars every show he said that 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 was in in his contract
2: okay well i think we're getting robbed then uh (laughs) clearly the wrestle talk podcast not just intern timmy has got to work on their technology. And you know what, guys? It's a work in progress. And we're getting there, though. We, we continue to improve. And as you guys can see who are watching via Facebook Live, thank you for being here. Thank you guys for sharing. Y'all, my heart. I'm not in my normal setup, I am not at the Wrestle Talk Podcast studios. No, I'm actually out on the road working on some things that we've got coming up for the rest of the year. Um, Obviously, Jonesy, things have got to open up first before we can really make any moves. But the yeah. bottom line is, is that before the end of this year, the Talk podcast got some tremendous, tremendous things lined up in the technology department as well as some other things that we have going on. Um, starting with this incredible uh, upsurge that we had just last week, Jonesy, I want to uh, give a super-duper special shout-out to Cody, uh, Cody Coop. And to Todd Howerton for purchasing a couple of Wrestle Talk Podcast mugs. And you guys will probably notice that I don't have my mug today. I did not have enough room to pack it in my luggage as I headed west. So I'm out drinking out of an old-fashioned can, and that means that my beer is going to not taste 17.5% better. And I'm quite ashamed. But you know what? Hopefully next week I'll be back in the studio and I'll have my Wrestle Talk podcast mug customized by Rap Bums Engraving. They've been doing great work for us for a long time, Jonesy. Shout out to Scott. Shout out to his lovely wife. Uh, and if you guys are looking for an incentive or a reason to purchase a mug uh, and you had not had the incentive to do it before, half of our profits, that's $5, will go to your favorite wrestler, promotion, or charity all you gotta do is order the mug customize it that's 20 bucks plus shipping five dollars out of our ten dollar profit goes to one of those three things more information on that at wrestletalkpodcast.com jonesy or you can just shoot me or joe a dm and we'll get you mm-hmm. going all that said man i'm ready for a hell of a show jonesy we got so much to cover but it would not be a wrestle podcast episode. If we did not do what we always do about this time, and that's what we ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts, as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green
4: earth, and that's America, dammit. Oh!
0: For the land of the free Cheers, everybody Absolutely, ladies
3: and gentlemen Now, before we get into the high spot segment There is a little clip that I need to play And this is Oliver Luck He was the commissioner of the XFL Which, I'm a huge Oliver Luck fan Because why? Because he is WVU through and through And I am A huge WVU fan. So this is what Oliver Luck had to say about the XFL. If I can, if Timmy can find it. There it is. All right, intern, Timmy, go ahead and play (laughs) what, what Oliver Luck had to say about the XFL.
5: The NFL is an awesome league. Uh, We view ourselves really as a compliment, not as competition. We're playing in the spring. It's a time when there is no football. Everybody's in this national depression or national funk, you know, because uh, Super Bowl and then then there's, uh, you know, no football to watch. So uh, we aim to change that. We aim to fix that. So we're really a compliment to the National Football League.
6: Which rule innovations are you most excited to see implemented? Because there's a lot of cool ones here.
5: Well, there are a couple that I really like. One is the extra point options that a coach has. So you score a touchdown, you get six points. We all understand that. Very traditional. But then you have an option to go for one, to go for two, or to go for three. They're all plays from scrimmage. Of course, one point from the two-yard line, two points from the five, and then three point from the ten. That's all about strategy. So we as fans love to second guess our coaches. We're all Monday morning quarterbacks. So I think this one is going to be a lot of fun. The other one that I really like is the fact that we've got a 25-second play clock. So contrast that with the 40-second play clock in the NFL. And that will mean that we'll have a fast-paced, up-tempo game, uh, just a lot of action. It's almost as if you're watching a three-hour, two-minute drill because we really think our teams are going to be playing fast.
6: You mentioned some of the big-name coaches. Which players should fans be keeping an eye on in the XFL?
5: I tell you, I'm I'm looking forward to watching a couple of guys. Cardale Jones, the quarterback for the D.C. Defenders. You know, if he can recapture the magic that he had during that great Ohio State run a number of years back when they won the national championship, that's pretty cool. Uh, There are a couple of receivers in Texas. One uh, in Houston, Sammy Coates, that I really like. Unbelievable talent. And then Jazz Ferguson, who's a receiver up in Dallas, another great talented guy. He's playing in two. uh, Both those guys are playing.
2: I think we can drop it right there, bro. Right, let's yes, let's sure. end it right there. Let, let's go ahead and end it right there because I think people get the gist. And, and let me provide some backstory here. And then, Josie, you're going to read to us the news that just broke. Shout out to my man, um, Sunny Money Mayo. He gave me the, the kind of the tip on this about a week ago on Wednesday, and he was kind of like, I can't believe y'all didn't talk about this. I said, bro, the show was Tuesday. We couldn't talk about it. It hadn't happened yet. <laughs> and at least I didn't know So so let me provide some context. That is Oliver Luck, the former commissioner of the XFL, who is also the father of the recently retired Andrew Luck. And the Mm -hmm. reason that this is relevant is that was only two months ago. And my, 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 can things change in a heartbeat? Because just today – it became official that Oliver Luck is suing Vince McMahon. That's right, he is suing Vince McMahon. Jonesy, I know that um, we have the articles on hand. Why don't you read a couple of snippets and let's talk about it because the, the word on the street was that the success or lack thereof in the XFL had absolutely nothing to do With the WWE, it was a completely separate entity, and when you hear Oliver Love, and I don't know if we played that from right at the beginning, because that was really the most important part, where she asked him, what's the difference between XFL now and XFL back in 2001, and one of the very, very first things that he said is, this is a standalone business, okay, and it is absolutely, completely different from what was done back in 2001. So even back then, he was trying to separate himself of anything having to do with correlating the XFL and the WWE, and clearly now, based on some of the information we have coming out of the lawsuit that was filed, that indeed was not the case. Jonesy, why don't you do us and read us a couple of sentences uh, from the announcement that was made a little bit earlier. Yeah,
3: so basically, uh, he sued... He is suing uh, Vince McMahon for uh, wrongful termination. Um, he says that he is guaranteed that he's owed money he was guaranteed when he signed on to become the commissioner in May of 2018. Uh, he signed a contract for uh, about 20 to 25 million dollars over five years, and it stipulated that he would be due the remaining ba- the remaining balance if terminated without cause. Well, obviously, you know, it wasn't his fault that the XFL uh, is no longer, um, you know, and basically he was he was let go the other day, and because of that, he feels that he's owed a certain amount of money, so he is now suing Vince McMahon to get the money that he has owed. And... I believe if he signs that contract, then he most certainly should be able to get that money that is owed to him, uh, 100%. Um, you know, it, it's – I don't know what to, to, to think think anymore, you know. With, with, with all of the, the releases that happened last week and, you know, but the releases didn't really surprise me last week because they were all – Pretty much wrestlers that weren't really being used. Like for instance, you know, Nobody Jose. When was the last time we saw Nobody Jose wrestle? Uh, EC3. Um, you know, Sarah Logan. Yeah, we saw her wrestle every once in a while, but she was more used as a almost an enhancement talent. Like you knew when Sarah Logan wrestled that she wasn't going to win that match. Like plain and simple. Um, and I just. I kind of found it kind of ironic that the day after we had Mary Van Ponder come on, and the first thing he says is, fuck Sarah Logan, the next day (laughs) she gets released from the WWE. It was like the man had a, like, he's like a psychic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and here's the thing. We've heard rumors, and uh, if anybody caught a Monday Night Raw this week, you'll notice that they mentioned her quite a few times. So that what does that mean? Does that mean that she's going to be back sometime soon? I don't know. Um, all the nonsense aside, we would absolutely love to see uh, Sarah Logan back in the WWE. She's very talented, and I know Madman Pondo's got his personal issues. Here's the question that I want to raise to the members of the Talk family. And by the way, guys, if you're anxious uh, to know a little bit more about our guests, we did put the press release up on the uh, Facebook fan page. A little bit earlier, um, but we have the MCW heavyweight champion coming on the show. We have uh, one of the hosts of the Sports Animal in Mm -hmm. Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we have one of the owners, actually both owners from Paradigm Pro Wrestling that are coming on the show. So whether you're a fan, uh, a rep, or a manager, or a talent, trust me, you're going to want to know who these three guests are. Really, it's four guests, because these are big-time players in the sports of professional wrestling at varying levels, we have a, a top uh, media member uh, in Fred. We have a champion uh, and, and Mr. Mana and uh, of course uh, we have Doug uh, and uh, and his partner that are going to be coming on Cam and their promoters. So the Wrestle Talk podcast isn't just for entertainment sake. If you're, for example, a worker and you want to kind of make your way around uh, the country, these are some of the people that you need to know these are some of the people that you need to become familiar with if you want to work uh, outside um, of your particular region of the country. Um, I know that as we start talking to some of the guests, they're going to talk about their story, and most talent or media members or managers, referees, or whatever, start from a humble beginning. So just because you're in a place right now where it seems like maybe making it to the professional wrestling business is like, an unclimbable mountain After you hear from some of our guests tonight And you hear their stories I think we're all going to be able to agree That as long as you're willing to work for it You make the right connections And you get a little bit of a lucky break Every once in a while Some amazing things can happen You can become the owner of a successful promotion You can become the host of a top radio show In the country Or you can become the NCW Mother loving champion baby That said We are going to bring on the champ, and I'm very, very excited about this. We've got music that's going to be playing before he joins us. And I want everybody to know, Joe, you did a great job um, at the beginning of the show talking about this, but because we don't have the the week-in, week-out amount of wrestling that we would normally have because of COVID-19, we're trying to highlight uh, professional wrestling in the United States. We're going to try to cover all 50 states. Uh, over the next number of episodes so no matter what state you're in you're going to get to find out a little bit more about what's going on in your own state and if you're not in a, a particular state you're going to get to learn a little bit more about what's going on in the professional wrestling world outside of your state so the Talk podcast is not only educating not only are we giving back to the talent okay but we're also here to educate the Talk family so you're welcome. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. It's all fun. All that said, Inter Timmy, you know what to do, baby. It's not often that we have a champ of this stature that joins us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joel and Renee, episode 294. But tonight, folks, the MCW heavyweight champion, Kokia Mana, is going to be joining us. Hit the
7: on sir uh Keikoa is doing pretty well uh i know my name is a little difficult to pronounce uh when you're reading it um but uh i'm doing fantastic um thank you guys for having me on and uh i very much appreciate that uh that wonderful introduction that you guys gave me oh absolutely sir you know um
3: you know when i was doing my uh research on, on 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 you uh, uh, you are definitely a a wrestler that understands the grind of being a professional wrestler if I'm not mistaken yeah. you would uh you were only off on Saturdays and you would go to a show and say North Carolina and then you would, you would do like two ma- you do like the first or second match and then you would drive all the way back end up in the parking lot of where you were supposed to work sleep for a half an hour to maybe an hour and then work the rest of the day how did you allow your body to do that so like that's just crazy uh
7: yeah i mean i i pretty much would contribute it to uh i was young uh i was fresh out (laughs) of high school um okay you know i was a freshman in college uh so i had a lot more energy than i do now Uh, um and also you know when you're starting your wrestling career and it's like something that you've always wanted to do and um you know, you're finally out and you're traveling and you're logging the miles and everything like that. It is definitely an adrenaline rush. Um, and it's something that you, you get a high off of because again, it's, it's something that you've, you've dreamt about. It's something that you've wanted and you accomplished Mm -hmm. it. So it's definitely something that, that helps, you know, give you that boost of energy for those long 10, 12 hour drives.
3: Well, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know if I could, uh, could could do those 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 kind kind of jobs, but you know, being a professional wrestler referee, uh, you know, that's something that, that you you uh, definitely have to uh, do. You know, the, you you've been a, a staple in a lot of uh, Eastern Panhandle wrestling promotions, like the uh, WDWA. Where you were the uh, heavyweight champion, and you faced guys like Lewis G. Rich, uh, Chris Chris Wild. Uh and e- even a good friend of mine, uh, Shane Malice. Can can you tell us about wrestling the, those those guys like Lewis, G Rich and Shane Malice? Uh
7: yeah, I mean it's it's definitely uh you know, it's always a fun day at the office, you know, when because I consider I consider uh, you know, Lewis Rich and, and Shane Malice uh, you know, good very good friends of mine. Um, Chris Wild I've known for a long time I'm not as as close with Chris but you know again another another confidant that you know is in the locker room that I see all the time and just again somebody that I've known Um, so it's always a fun day at the office but I mean anytime that uh, you know we get to get in the ring it's 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 almost like uh, you know it's almost like a vacation uh in a sense it's something that you look forward to um and it's just trying to make it uh, a little more understandable for folks at home that you know uh, obviously aren't wrestlers it's, it's think of it as a vacation you know you, you you plan something it's it's on the calendar you're looking forward to it and then you finally get there and, and then you have the time of your life so it, it's in a sense it's kind of like that um you know when you're in the ring with uh with talented guys it's you it, it can a, a bad day at the office can never happen
3: Exactly. Of uh, the bad
7: day at the office
3: can never happen. Um and, and the last thing I before I send it to, to my co host, uh you uh accomplished a achievement that was like like really, really high on your list. You finally became the MCW heavyweight champion. And I watched that match on YouTube and my goodness, you could just see the emotion in that 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 match when when you gave Brandon Scott the uh, super kick and then you you with you your move and then you pinned him, that was an absolute amazing amazing accomplishment. What was going through your mind when you won that that championship?
7: Um, I mean, again, for those that um, you know that actually haven't seen the. Uh, recent documentary that mcw uh did on me um they're coming out with a series right now on their facebook page and mcw's youtube page called uh, mcw spotlight and uh they just released um you know my little documentary uh i think like a week ago and i and i talk about this as far as you know what it what it meant to me and um you know what i was thinking you know leading up to that um, you know without going too far into the documentary and, and telling you my entire story because I obviously we only have so much time but uh, just know like from watching that documentary you're gonna have a lot better uh, understanding as far as you know m- my entire career you know the things that I've gone through in order to get to that particular moment, um, especially recent events um, you know in the past few years again that you you kind of think about because when you're Not at the top of the mountain, you know, when you're on that, when you're on that climb and you're grinding, you know, you're constantly telling yourself, like, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And I believe that a lot of people, you know, don't become successful in whatever line of work that they're in because they're afraid of taking those risks and they're afraid of putting in that hard work and effort and then one day and not paying off. But you have to... it's hard it's obviously a lot easier said than done but you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that the efforts that you are making are for some type of greater good and they're for you know the ultimately your goal to pay off um you know and that's something that I, i always try to recommend to people is you know you really have to believe in what you're doing um so with that moment and you know to go back and answer your question what was going through my mind um a lot (laughs) a lot and i I would really i would really recommend you know everyone to um you know to check out that documentary i I think it was very well done you know kudos to them um for for putting it together Uh, then mcw i think is one of the top premier um independent uh, wrestling organizations in the country for a reason Um, there's a reason why they're affiliated with ring of honor and so many so much talent has come through MCW and is now on a WWE product. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there there was
5: a lot going on.
3: Yeah, um, you know, uh, speaking of MCW, Renee, my co-host, is a huge fan of uh, in MCW. He's all the way in in Kansas City, and he keeps saying that when he comes up to to a visit, the one thing that we have to do is see a a a Maryland Championship Wrestling show, like. Right? He doesn't want to go to Hopus Fair. He doesn't want to go to any of the other sites. He just wants to go watch a Maryland Championship wrestling show. Isn't that right, Rene? Well,
2: well, yeah, absolutely, Joe. And those were some great questions, man. I uh, appreciate you tossing it to me. But, but yeah, um, so, Kikoa, like, for me, I know that MC- MCW gets a lot of notoriety because of some of the bigger names that they bring in. But me, uh, particularly – I'm more interested in guys like you and guys like Dak Draper that are really making waves as a consistent presence over at MCW. Um, and, and it's great to see, you know, uh, uh, Scott Hall there. It's, it's great to see, you know, names like that that we all know and recognize from when we were growing up. But to me, the real exciting part is, is to see guys like you uh, kind of start to make a name for yourself. And now that you've reached this uh, – this uh, not necessarily an epicenter but you're at the top of the mountain mcw i'm curious when you took when you turn around and look behind you or maybe even look beside you who are some of the guys that you wouldn't mind giving a little bit of kudos to that have made this climb with you that you were like hey you know what i may be on top right now but you guys absolutely have to look out for these guys can you name drop a little bit for us
7: I mean, it, to me, it's the entire roster. Um, you know, there there isn't really anybody in particular that, you know, I, I think the world has to watch out for. I think it's the entire roster because everybody brings something to the table. And, um, you know, for anybody that obviously is, has been a longtime wrestling fan, there's a reason why you turn into WWE and you watch Roman Reigns. There's a reason why you watch John Cena and you watch Randy Orton and you watch Dolph Ziggler and you watch The Miz and you watch John Morrison and you watch Ricochet. Like there's a reason that everybody turns tunes in and sees all of those particular wrestlers. They might have their absolute favorite, but they absolutely love everybody on the roster. Um, and those are the true fans. Um, so when you're saying, you know, who's, who's next to me or who's somebody that everybody should be looking out for, it's the entire roster because I mean, literally any day of the week, I, I feel somebody on that roster, you know, we can see on TV the next day. Um, You know, something that, um, you know, MCW prides on is we all take this absolutely serious. Um, And and I think that, I think our product speaks that. And I think our product, um, you know, really gives out that image of, you know, these are guys that want to make it. um, Because you can go to another independent wrestling organization and you can see where, you know, these are guys that, they wanted to accomplish their dream. They did, but they, I, I don't think that they have the the drive or the ambition to take it to that next level. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with somebody chasing their dream, achieving it and saying, you know, Hey, I just want to do this on the weekends, and you know, I want to do it in front of my friends and family. And, and that's really, it. I don't want to sacrifice the time and the effort in order to, to make it to WWE or to make it to AEW wherever that next level would be. And that's perfectly fine. Everybody has their own ambitions and everyone has their own, you know, goals. Um, But I feel like everybody that's a part of MCW all has the same goal, which I think is why, even though going back to what you were saying, that we do have a lot of, um, you know, big stars on the show, it's the rest of the show that still keeps bringing these fans back. um, Because I get numerous amounts of messages from fans You know, letting me know, like, you know, and obviously they're, you know, messaging me directly, but they're letting me know, like, it it was their first MCW show, they came to see Kurt Angle, or they came to see, you know, Scott Hall, or Kevin Nash, or Shawn Michaels, the Four Horsemen, which was my debut show, but it was, you know, guys like Robbie and Bobby, or it was guys like Dante, King McBride, um, you know, Black Wall Street, it's guys like all of them, or myself, that's a, wow, like you made us want to come again. And that I think is phenomenal because again, you could have that, you can have that fan that just says, well, I, I want to see which star is going to be there next month. And you know, that's really it, but they stayed to watch the show because that's part of the package that they're coming to see Kurt angle or the, you know, whichever star that we're having. But again, we're hooking them because of how much passion the entire roster has.
2: Well, and you know what? That that passion comes across, uh, Justin, in the, the short few minutes that you so far.
5: Um, and, and,
2: again, guys, uh, we are talking to the MCW, that's the Maryland Championship Wrestling uh, Heavyweight Champion, Kakoa Mana. Kakoa, um, I we could get into, like, the origins of your name and all that stuff, but just in, in going back and watching that documentary, guys, it doesn't cost you a thing to subscribe the Maryland Championship Wrestling on YouTube. Do that. Go watch the documentaries. Learn a little bit of something about the guys that you're going to be seeing on TV very, very soon. Um, but when, when I say what I said about you you sounding passionate and the fire burning within you, it's real obvious. Um, I know, and you don't have to go into it with great detail, but there have been several instances in your life where you had very reasons to back away, to step down. To go in another direction, you've had significant injuries physically. You've had a, a significant emotional losses. Can you touch on those briefly without giving the whole thing away, and, and maybe tell the listeners of the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight how it is that you use that instead of as an excuse? You've used you to where you are today.
7: Yeah, of course. Um, you know, uh, and and there's a lot. There's a lot more. There's a lot more. To my story than the 20 minute video that was the documentary and a lot of it we you know we just we couldn't fit in because again like we we want people to to watch and you know maybe then it sets up for a part two or um, you know you never know but um, you know I'd just to touch on some the record,
2: of the for the record I would definitely watch part two. Ah uh,
7: well, thank you. Um, Absolutely. just to touch on the, the the few things that I, that I, that we did cover in the documentary, um, you know, it was meeting, you know, uh, early in my career, I met, uh, a, a little boy by the name of Harold Ridington, who was a 12 year old boy that had, um, terminal cancer. And that was a, a life changing experience for me. Um, and you know, it, it's so, it, it's such a life changing experience that, um, You know, and again, like, you know, definitely check out the documentary, but, um, I I still remember the day that he passed away and it, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a day that, um, I every so often reach out to his dad and and check on him and, or I make a post and then his dad reaches out and says, you know, thank Mm -hmm. you for keeping his son's memory alive. Um, so that was something that definitely impacted me very early in my career, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was a uh there was a, a robbery, an attempted robbery in my home, uh, while I was uh, you know, roommates with a bunch of my friends. And uh, you know, to make a long story short, um, you know, a, a friend of mine was actually shot and he passed away um during this robbery and luckily, you know, I, I was able to make it out. Um and then shortly after that, you know, I was getting on a roll again. And then I tore my ACL. And and again, there's a lot, there's a lot of other things that happened in between those time periods. And there's a lot, even in my childhood, that I didn't even get to touch on um, because again, there's just so much time. But, you know, when you when you go through something that's that's very traumatic, um, you know, again, I, I think that's another instance of, you know, just like you were saying, somebody could back down and and hide in a corner where they can use it and overcome it and everything like that. And you know, I think that once you once you realize, you know, just how strong you can be and you recover from something that's very traumatic, um, you know, it kind of asks you, it kind of gives you so yourself a question to, to find the answer to of like, okay, well, if I made it through that, you know, what else can I make it through? What's that next thing that's going to be that um, is going to give me that bump in the road. And then your next question is, okay, well, if I survived and recovered and overcame this obstacle, what's not to say that I can't overcome this next one. And I think that's something that really a lot of people that, um, that suffer from, um, you know, these traumatic issues or are they, and they slip into a, into a depression and they think that they're not able to pull themselves out. I think everybody has the power within them. It's a matter of, again, just constant, constant work and constant effort towards that. And just when you think that, um, You know, you can't go anymore. That's when you have to find that next step of, of stepping forward. Um, so yeah, again, a a lot of these things definitely was motivation. And, uh, you know, it it was kind of like a refresher of, of why I was, I, I was so blessed to find what I believe my calling is in this world.
2: Man, and you absolutely have. Well, listen, before I throw it back over to Joe, uh, there's one thing – well, actually, there's two things that the members of the WrestleTalk family love. They love finding and hearing about new talent that they don't know about and then going and doing their research and becoming fans. But they also love to hear about guys that they're familiar with. So one of the last things that I'm going to ask you, again, before I throw it back over to Joe, is you've not only had a great individual success, but you've also had some great shared success. And what I mean is you've shared the ring with some of the who's who of professional wrestling. Let me rattle off some names. If any one of them ring a bell and you want to share a story about this individual, we'd be more than happy to hear it. So here's some of the names that I have on my list. Uh, a few of these guys are former guests of the Talk podcast, including uh, Ken Dixon, uh, Dante Caballero, um, Jason Kincaid, Dax Draper, the Sons of Savagery, Will Ferreira, Ricky Reyes, Kirk Hawkins. Lance Archer, Jonathan Grisham, Matt Taven, Bobby Fish, and even Adam Cole. Any, maybe just hey, one story. Any Maybe just one story of interacting with these guys or maybe having a match with these guys that, uh, that you look upon favorably that you can share with us.
7: Yeah, I, I would say, uh, you know, I'm sure most listeners would be interested in anything, <laughs> anything involved with Adam Cole. Um, Back. Adam is, a, 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 <laughs> Adam is a uh, you know I consider Adam a very good friend. Um, you know we we don't keep in touch as often as as I'd like to, um, and that's just because you know he he's a very busy man and I, and I and I know what it's like to be very busy. Obviously not as busy as him, but um, you know and just kind of get lost. And it, it doesn't mean that you obviously uh, don't care about somebody um, or you're not close with somebody. It's just, we're, we're all in a grind and we're all in a, a schedule and, you know, those kinds of things just happen. So I, I'm, I'm familiar. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Adam, uh, again, I consider him a very good friend. Um, we've known each other for quite a long time. Um, it, the first time that I ever met Adam Cole, um, was at a, a WXW show, which is, um, the wild Samoans promotion in Allentown, Pennsylvania. I think we were in like a six man or an eight man tag team match or something like that. I'm pretty sure it was an eight man tag match, and uh, I gave Adam a clothesline, and he and I clotheslined him so well, like he took the clothesline so well that I was like, huh, like it just immediately like as soon as I hit him, I was like, wow, that was really nice, and it and it, immediately after the match was over, I went up to him and I was like, yo, we need to wrestle, like we need to we need to get together, and like that's that, that, where. Yeah, That, that was, that was pretty much it. Like I hit him once and I was like, there's something going on here. And I, and I knew, um, so so we exchanged numbers. Yeah. I (laughs) love you, (laughs) Adam Cole. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. But uh, again, it's not gay. If you're Adam Cole as the hashtag is, no. Uh, so yeah, we,
0: we,
7: we, uh, we connected and, um, you know, I, I started calling around to different promotions that, um you know, that I have closer ties with and was like, Hey, you know, you need to book this guy, like book us in a match together. So I was trying to wrestle Adam as much as I could. And, um, you know, we, we, I, I accomplished that, uh, as much as I could. And then, you know, it started getting into other promotions because people started seeing that we were having some good matches. Um, so then we wrestled each other at ECWA a few times. Um, but yeah, we were, we were, we were very close. Um, you know, before he, he skyrocketed and, you know, he took off in Ring of Honor and was going to Japan all the time. And now he's in WWE. You know, it was to the point where, you know, we were going on, uh, you know, a couple dates, you know, like uh, him and his uh, his girlfriend at the time and myself and my girlfriend at the time, you know, we went to New York and, um, you know, spent the day together and, and just hung out, you know, like that. We didn't live close to each other. So, it, and especially with both of our schedules, you know, being able to work out for that weekend. And that, that was great. Um, And I think he even, I think he even like barely slept that weekend too. I remember he had something going on that was like, you know, he was really sacrificing for, to make time for that. Um, So I'm always going to love Adam. I saw him uh, not long ago when I went and debuted for Evolve, he was there and seeing him for the first time in like, I think like six years or something like that, man, that was great. Uh, You know, as soon as, as soon as we saw each other, it was, it was amazing. So um so dope. yeah yeah so I, I i'm dope. with the rest of the crowd I'm, I'm an adam i'm an adam cole guy
2: <laughs> oh, yeah we're all adam cole mars uh so shout out to anthony shark bay gutierrez uh kent city guy who recently got a shot, a shout uh a shot over at a ball uh same with uh cameron bernay these are some of the local folks here in, in the midwest i want to shout out who got a ball shot and uh rep Pidgey. As well, so I'm gonna Joe. I know you're not gonna be mad at this because I think this is a good question. So I'm gonna kind of see your competitive nature, uh, Kiko, because I hear you're very competitive. Um, So here's the question, and it is about Adam Cole. Who's got a better super kick?
7: Uh, (laughs) You or Adam
2: Cole? (laughs) uh, Who's got to be honest, bro? You don't have to be humble, bro.
7: He's he's got the contract, so I'm pretty sure it's him.
2: I love the humility, dude. You're, yeah, that's freaking sick. All right, Joe, why don't you jump back in here uh, with the last couple of questions because uh, right around the corner, guys, the animal, that's right. Uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico's very own. Man, you guys hear him on the radio all the time. Uh, Fred Lowe's is going to be joining us. But, man, I, I cherish every moment with the MCW heavyweight champ. Joe, why don't you jump back in here, bro?
3: I do. Um, I, I, I have one more uh, really quick uh, question, and we're going to go ahead and let you go. Um, my question is, uh, what made you want to uh use your uh, Hawaiian heritage in your wrestling style? Like, like, what made you want to use your Hawaiian heritage? Uh,
7: because it's you know it's who I am. Um, you know I think that the most successful uh, people in this world, um, you know know who they are, um, you know without a doubt. I think that there's a a lot of people that, uh, you know, are kind of lost along the path, like trying to find themselves. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate to really know about my history and, uh, you know, know where my family has come from and everything like that. So, um, you know, before, uh, I started my career, I wasn't sure if I wanted to be Keikoa. Like I knew, um, you know, I knew I wanted to go with my Hawaiian heritage, but, uh, as you, uh, as you know, <laughs> Keikoa is a little difficult to pronounce. It's a little difficult to figure out how to say when you're just reading it off the paper, which I completely understand. I've been dealing with it my whole life. Um, so I wasn't sure if I wanted to go that route, but I couldn't think of another name and somebody was like, just be you. And you know, I was like, you know, it, it was, it was more or less just like, don't, you know, don't go against the grain. Like this is something that was kind of, you know, it was given to you, uh, on a silver platter, nonetheless. Um, you know, and then when you really break it down, so Kikoa actually means the courageous warrior in Hawaiian. So it's like, why, you know, why fight what you were kind of born into and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, learning uh, more about my history and, and know more about the, the Polynesian culture. um, You know, when I was getting like my tribal tattoos from my artist, who's native Samoan and he's teaching me more about our culture and everything like that in the history, man, it's, it's amazing. Like the stories that he tells and the things that he says, just it it kind of fuels uh you know my passion and my love for um you know for what we stand for and uh you know what our bloodline has stood for and uh you know the more that you you hear about it uh the more that it just makes me want to incorporate as much more of my of my history as i can so uh, without a doubt i I wouldn't want to do anything else
3: Absolutely. I, I I do not uh, great I, I do not not blame you so when they did 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 you have any other questions?
2: Well well yeah, well so two quick things, uh, because we, we want to respect the chance time. Number one, when it comes to embracing your culture, uh, if you ever get a chance to listen to the show, I know you're super busy. Um, you know that we're very proud. Joe's a proud American, he's from West Virginia, we were talking about the mountaineers a little bit earlier. And then every once in a while, my Mexican side comes out, and then we play this, uh a
0: Kikoa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's kinda like my my version of the Samoan war chant, right? That that's our version, the Mexican yell. I- so that's yeah, how I'm, excited I am about how awesome this interview has been. And instead of taking this last opportunity to ask another question, our next guest actually had a question for you. And here it is. This is uh, from uh, Fred Slow. He's with the Sports Animal in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And his question is, uh, can Kakoa uh, ask Kakoa if, if he had a dream match in mind, um, alive, dead, or otherwise? So – Pretty common question, oh, but I think geez. we all love to hear the answer to these.
7: What would your dream match be? That's such a that's such an impossible question to answer, because it's like it's wh- 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 what do you pick? You know what I mean? Like, do you pick Shawn Michaels in his prime? Do you do you face somebody that uh, you know you kind of idolize as, as far as a career against you know uh, uh, Ricky Steamboat? Do you face the all time great you know uh, Ric Flair? Do you? Do you face The Rock? Do you face Stone Cold? Do you face Triple H? Do you face The Rock? Do you face, uh, you know, Andre the Giant? Do you face, like, who, who, do you, who do you pick out of all of them? Like, that's such an, that's such an impossible answer.
2: Um, all, right, all right, well, worry, worry, or... check this out. I got the answer for you, and you can tell me okay. if I'm wrong. He said you could book your dream match, so why not book a 30-man battle royal with every single guy on your list? No, right nah, he. No, nah, it would. It, no, it
7: it would. It would be a. It would be a gauntlet, and I would have to book myself to to go over on everybody so that I can go through the entire line. <laughs> You're gonna because die. If bro. I'm in,
0: That's crazy.
7: Yeah. Hey. Hey. My my cardio game is gonna be strong after that one. But uh. But yeah. I told you a battle royal because. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to hit like Randy Orton in the corner, and then you know Ricky Steamboat's gonna come and like dump me out in in a second, and I'm gonna not gonna have a choice because who, you know what I mean? Like, what, what am I gonna am I gonna go against Ricky Steamboat and and say no? Like, it, it, you, can't, you can't it can't be a Battle Royal. It's got to be a Gauntlet.
2: I dig <laughs> it, man. What a what a wonderful uh, what a wonderful response, man. They, thanks for being such a great sport. We we know they've got you. Uh, doing all sorts of stuff with the media. And, and, and let me tell you, um, you know, I follow MCW. I, I loved uh, and saw the uh, the rise, you know, that, that you went through in trying to acquire the position that you're currently in. And uh, and I have to say, every single person that you face along the way has been a tremendous competitor, and, and I'm sure they would have nothing but good things to say about you as well. So, guys, uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling, it's not your ordinary independent uh, ordinary independent Pro-wrestling promotion And that's no disrespect Um, I think all independent promotions Aim to be what MCW is And to be their champion You've got to be a very, very special person And I think uh, Koamana has once again Proved that here tonight on the WrestleTalk Podcast Episode 294 Brother, thank you so much for being here Welcome as the newest member of the WrestleTalk family And promise us, man, when all this crazy Shit is over, you'll come back and do the show Again with us, man
7: of course, thank you guys for having me and, and uh, please be safe uh, during this difficult time.
2: You got it, brother. Grace and Pete.
7: Thanks, man. Take care.
2: Adios. Wow. What a
3: <laughs> interview, show. That was absolutely amazing. Like, we got to get more male and championship wrestling guys. Like, plain and simple.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I think we, we built our reputation. Um, as a as a credible pod, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I know we we talked about the technical stuff earlier on, and we're pretty transparent about that. Um, we don't have a radio station to work out. That's what we're shooting for. That's why we seek out people like our next guest, guys that are professionals in the business of broadcasting, are, are very successful, and, uh, and not only are they successful, they're wrestling nerds just like us, Joe. You can't really beat that, can you? I mean, man. We all come here for the same reason, right? We love pro wrestling, dude. That's the bottom line. Yeah,
3: absolutely. One hundred percent. That is the the bottom line. And speaking of our next guest, we have our next guest on the line, sir. So allow Nightmare Jones to uh to introduce the the this this next guest. This guy Please do heard every Saturday from seven a.m. to nine a.m. on ninety-five point nine FM in out Al- on on in the animal in Albuquerque, New Mexico. This guy is extremely knowledgeable in a wide variety of of, of topics, and he is known as a professional storyteller. I mean, this guy he, he has he's, he's got over fifteen years of broadcast experience. Today. Over 15 years, ladies and gentlemen, it is our pleasure to bring on the one, the only (laughs) Fred Let that play, baby, I like
0: this
3: How's it going, Show? How are you today?
4: Hey, good evening, fellas. Let me real quick. Let me just shazam that song. What have you brought me into? Was, what was that? Was, was that mid nineties something, right? That's got to be. That's got to be <laughs> something from from the depths of the mid nineties. Was it sixteen bit? Was that a video game? What, what, uh, tell them what it is, Joe.
2: That's a great thing song. Is Go ahead. That's ahead. the uh,
3: theme song of uh, a WCW event. I think it was. Uh,
4: Clash of the Champions. Okay, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have gotten you to taking me. So that would have been well, that, that, was, teams, that would have been that would have been later in the nineties. That would have been like uh, ninety seven or ninety eight. That'd have been like yeah, okay, cool,
2: dude. You nailed it. Yeah. It was ninety eight. Clash of Champions, uh, <laughs> WCW Clash of Champions, nineteen ninety eight. Good job, Fred.
4: Oh my God, look at me. I'm acting like I know. All right, It's all downhill from here, fellas. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for giving me a chance. Hey, congratulations on sneaking up on number 300 here. I know I've been following you guys for a long time. And just to watch the growth of the program, and you, Renee, and Joe, I don't know if we're using our real names or not, but just to watch you yeah. guys grow through and, and get to that point that you have where you, know, you got the thousands of followers, and you go to the events around the country, and you host some of the Maybe the newer, but also some of the most exciting names kind of in the game right now. Like, you guys are doing something really special, and and I don't necessarily know if you always notice that as you're doing it. But uh, you're definitely in a very cool energy. Um, And then I saw here in the chat, just a little shout-out to my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri, uh, Herb Simmons in the chat. So, I mean, you're surrounded by royalty, fellas. Yeah, Herb
3: Simmons is our boy. Let me tell you, we love us some Herb Simmons, don't we, Rene? Oh,
8: man,
2: we we absolutely love Herb. And, and really, I don't know why the feeling is mutual. I mean, Herb is Herb Simmons, and we're just a couple of schlubs that like cheap beer and talking wrestling. But it's been fun. <laughs> and that's really that's really all I can say. And, man, really, um, you know, t- feeding off of that, thank you for the kind words. I mean, we're, we're blessed to have what we have. I mean, we were literally just talking to the MCW heavyweight champion. So, you know, when you're talking about independent wrestling promotions, I, I think everybody's striving to become what they are. I know Evolve maybe gets a little bit more notoriety because of their direct connection to the WWE, but they're really fighting. And, Joe, you can verify this. You're up in the Baltimore area, right, in West Virginia, uh, yeah. and, you know, right next to Maryland, obviously. These two companies are battling it out. And, and, you know, a lot of people don't take notice, but to have the heavyweight champion come on our show is is a treat for me, man. And it really it validates us, it vindicates us, and then they hear you say what you say. It's fantastic, bro. So, more than
4: anything else, thank you for being here, and I appreciate the kind words. And it's something fun, too, with like Kakoa, for instance, who you just had on, because the way he describes his character, I think it's so very important when uh, not just in pro wrestling but anything you're doing in life, you don't want to necessarily reinvent yourself for any reason. What you want to do is you just want to enhance or exaggerate or produce upon yourself. So, when he said that phrasing earlier, he was like, hey, I was trying to come up with a name. I was trying to come up with an identity. He's like, I'm already Kakoa. And that's the idea, is, you know, pro wrestling. It allows you to just, like, emphasize what you already have in you and then and then enforce that in a way that's for entertainment. And I do that all the time in radio. Some of the most valuable ever um, kind of, like, guidance I got when I first started in Sports Talk Radio a million years ago in St. Louis, Missouri, was um, a very close friend of mine, Dave Raff. And we're going to talk about Dave again in a minute because we're going to talk about this Monday Night Warcast thing that I'm doing. But, some inf- but just a little piece of guidance he gave me was, Hey man, as you're taking this thing on, talking about sports talk radio at the time, and, and I'm so fortunate and blessed to not just cover pro wrestling, but cover you know all the big ones, baseball, hockey, football, I mean, just whatever, all of them. Well, so he said to me, hey man, take that enthusiasm, that energy you have, and just go over. He's like, you don't got to pretend to be someone else. He's like, people are going to tune in for you. They're not going to tune in for your guests. They're not going to tune in for the story of the day. They're going to tune in because they're into you. And that, to me, is such an important kind of idea wherever you're embracing, like, a medium, specifically one in, like, entertainment, wherever you can take what you already have and just, like, overemphasize it. So, Kokoa, he super went over. That was about as good of an interview as you can hear with a guy. A bunch of guys excited and doing it early in his career. And you know, like, what he gives us here on the radio for that killer 30 minutes that you guys just had? Um, he has to build that everywhere else in his life. You know, I'm sure he's got a beautiful wife. I'm sure he's got a family he's got to worry about. I'm sure he's got a day job he's got to deal with. I'm sure he's got all these things out there. And when the time comes to be Kokoa, that entertainer, that character, oh my gosh, he can snap right into it because it's not something he produces, it's something that's already within him. So it's, it's a really cool, like I said, outlet that you guys have that allows people to, to kinda of emphasize themselves a little bit. So so again and for the last time so we can move on. You guys are doing a great job. It's an absolute great medium and I'm I'm so pleased to be on here with you right now. Well, well
2: we that's that sick as hell. Appreciate yeah,
4: we that. Uh, definitely, we definitely,
3: definitely uh appreciate it. Okay, so since since you basically talk about, you know, sports, you know, the Super Bowls, WrestleMania's, uh, you know, the NFL, um, so you are the perfect person to ask about this topic, and that is the XFL commissioner, Oliver Luck, suing Vince McMahon. Uh, what do you think about
4: that, that that whole story? Well, and as I sit here, fellas, and maybe I'll put a picture in the chat, I'm wearing a Battlehawks hat as we talk. Like so Oh my god, Caca! <laughs> <ca-caw. laughs> I'm sorry so, I had to do it. We
0: got too many no, in St.
2: Louis for me not to do the caca, bro. I had to. One last time. Ha- One last time.
4: <laughs> and and I never was fortunate enough to see any of their many, many home games that they hosted. But uh but I didn't go out and get the hat whenever the, the opportunity arose. No, I tell you what, this is a crazy scenario, right? Because the XFL who I believe um, is indebted to, like, over a million dollars, like 25 different bodies or something, right? Most of them Mm -hmm. coaches, which kind of explains, like, why why a guy like Bob Stoops would have even made the effort to go back to the XFL. Because no one's tuning in to the XFL for these names. Nobody's tuning in for Oliver Luck. Nobody's tuning in for coach of this team or coach of that team. They're tuning in because there's really nothing else going on in the spring because as big of a St. Louis Cardinal guy that I am, I definitely skip spring training. Don't think I don't. So, whenever they hit that Chapter 11, I guess it was in last week, I mean, that's it. They call it. They say, we don't have it, and we don't have it in the way, because Vince McMahon is a smart dude. And I'm sure we're going to talk here in a moment about how he was able to, with his pocketbook, get over in Florida to be able to continue mm-hmm. the wrestling. But Vince McMahon, through Alpha Sports, created a whole other entity and kept it uh, separate from everything else he has going on. So all of this money that like his wife has and like their political dealings, all the money that's in the business of WWE, which we all are so very familiar with, none of that is tied into XFL. It was all Vince McMahon in his own endeavor. So if he tells you, "Hey, I don't have at or near 25 million dollars to pay off people. I think Oliver Luck's deal, by the way, was like 25 mil over 5 mil. So if yeah. he's like, he's like, there's just no way. And I think what Luck is suing over is wrongful termination. I think he's saying. It's yeah. not my fault the league folded. By the way, Lux, you're the commissioner. It'd be hard for me to say it wasn't, but whenever he does <laughs> to make that lawsuit, whenever he goes to make that, lawsuit, he so to make that I, he's going to end up getting a pittance from from bankruptcy court. Vince McMahon knew this before he took this thing off. That the dude who has his bets, uh, somebody's going to buy this thing though. That's the part that's neat to me. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know where the money's going to come from. But on the other end of this thing, and I'm not saying they're going to have football next year, but you're going to be in a situation where like, hey, you can go in all the legwork's been done. You kind of have the map drawn out for you. Here's a guy that's got a couple couple extra bucks. And by the way, content is at a premium right now. Um, if you sign up for your Comcast or charter or whoever you got, they're literally sending you a box for free to just stream stuff. So there's going to be a wow. entity out there. I'm just going to use the idea of like a, a billionaire sports owner uh, – Who's the, who's the cliché one? Cuban. Mark Cuban's a cliché one. Everyone knows the name. So he'll say, yes. you know what? I did it with HDTV. I did it with the Dallas Mavericks. I did it with ABC, car company, shipping company, delivery company. You know, why can't I do it with my own sports league? So XFL is going to get bought up with someone. Whenever that happens, uh, there's going to be a right of first refusal from Oliver Luck. Maybe he goes back to it. Maybe he doesn't. He's not going to see $25 million. It's not going to happen. Whoa. I, w- I w-
2: you just unloaded a whole lot, of, and you you got me thinking about something. Joe, Joe, if you don't mind, I want to jump in and say this. I know there's no. been a, like an outcry from – thank you, Joe – from the minority community about the lack of opportunity to have ownership stake. You've got a couple of guys. You've got Shaq that owns part of the Sacramento Kings. You've got Michael Jordan, who's the majority owner of uh, the Charlotte Bobcats. Um Here's my question to you. Do you see a group like maybe led by Magic Johnson or somebody like that possibly stepping in and taking it off the hands of Vince McMahon? Because, I mean, you, you're the one that brought up the idea of the league selling and going to somebody else. Does that sound like a, a possibility, and would you like to see it? Oh
4: well, gosh, well, how not far-fetched is that, though? Because, like, if you, even if you're looking like individual teams, like you were just talking about Magic Johnson, and just a moment ago we were talking about Mark Cuban. Um Okay. If you were, if you're talking about, these are billionaires that own one team. Like, it's not that like, um, oh God, what's a fair way to say this. It's not that, it's not that one guy couldn't do it. Cause one guy could, but if you put a bunch of them in an association together and you're like, you're like, Hey, let's do it. So what's the really good Dan Snyder, right? He owns the Redskins. That's kind of out in your world, Joe. So, uh, so Dan Snyder is like, Hey, I got, what has he got? Like, like two and a half billion dollars. If you were to team up with a guy like, um, like Jeffrey Lurie, who, who he knows real, and I would there's a non-compete here because these are NFL guys, But so I'm just giving you examples. If you were to like, right, right, grab a, yeah, a couple of them and say, I think we could do this thing together, then you're absolutely going to end up in a place to where it's going to get done. Um, just the other day, I saw the New York Yankees are worth $5.5 billion. I mean, there's an amount of money in this thing that is so irrational that we cannot understand. To say that no one is going to be able to do it that's where you're just instantly wrong because someone's going to be able to do it. Um, but, no, it won't be, it won't be you know, Shot Khan. You know, he's already in Jacksonville, and I know his kid owns a wrestling promotion. It'd be a cool little pussy right. to see uh, WWE. But, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I think, Dude, I think if yeah. You, if you, yeah, if you want to get out there and do a thing, get out there and do a thing because $500 million is nothing if you have billions of dollars. And that's a crazy concept, but that's all it's going to take for this XFL thing, $500 million.
2: Wow. What a what a far-fetched, non-far-fetched idea. Really, it seems far-fetched because of where we are today, right? Joe, I know, I know it's still your turn, but I, just to put things in perspective, in six months, all of this could be happening, like actually happening. So for those of you who caught in the moment, frustrated, listen to episode 294 tonight, just know there's hope for the future, and it's exciting to think about it. Joe, I know it was your turn. Go ahead, brother. Sorry.
3: Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. You know, um, you know, so it's just been absolutely crazy recently with with everything that that's been uh, going on, and uh, you know, Vincent Vince McMahon was somehow able to make the WWE essential in Florida, so that they could continue to. Uh, to run the a uh, uh, Monday night wars in uh, uh Florida, and I I gotta say he must have opened up his uh his checkbook pretty big on that. Uh, so I want to know what your thoughts about uh the WWE being essential
4: in Florida. I mean, he made it essential with eighteen point five million different ways. Um, it's a crazy concept. <laughs> When you go from that that bridge that is entertainment to politics, and if if the blueprint isn't right there in the current president of the United States of America, Um, whenever his wife, Linda McMahon, stepped down from the cabinet, I believe she was head of the Department of Small Business uh, Development or Affairs, I don't remember which. Whenever she stepped down to run the Super PAC, uh, oh, gosh, not that long ago, you knew it was going to be real interesting come 2020. And you knew you were going to have someone – that was able to, in the private sector, um, really help the Republican Party and the political sector nationally uh, through, number one, their dollars, number two, their notoriety, and number three, if the McMahons aren't the most cutthroat business individuals in the history of all business, they right? absolutely are. You're confused. So you want them on they your are. side. So when, it, when this time does come, um, and, I mean, guys, we are literally, we're months away. Like, we're months away from the next four years. And you're going you're gonna to have a platform, the only platform that ran all summer long, which is going to be in support of your party, which is going to be in support of what's going on in the world. It's a no-brainer for the Republican governor of Florida to give you the go-ahead to do this thing, because literally no one else is doing a thing. Like, like we're, I'm doing radio five nights a week right now, because there's, there's so many people that just want to absorb. And you have to be able to provide that to people. And right now, you have to. the It's like liquor stores. You have to. It's, the, it's the liquor store argument, yeah. right? Fred, it's the liquor
2: Absolutely. store argument, right? Same deal.
4: No, and that's an excellent point, Renee, because it's like, it's like, hey, it's always been there. It's, I, I know it's there, but now i got to go to it all the time. i got nothing else I can do. And, and that's the brilliance of this move from Vince McMahon, where, um, and you guys know this, if you're into any sort of politics, it's a big part of our radio show, as go Ohio, as go Florida. What those two states do is what happens in the country. So if Vince McMahon, or excuse me, if the state of Florida can put the WWE or Linda McMahon or however you guys want to define it in their pocket in a way to use their platform as a sounding board or a megaphone for what they're doing, it's a no-brainer from the Republican-run state of Florida.
3: I would not, I I could not agree, agree more. You know, great, great, Inside, but I don't want to take up all of the time. I know that Renee's chomping at the bits or so. Whatever, why don't you answer whatever questions that you have? So,
2: uh, thanks a lot, Joe. And I apologize for jumping in there a couple of times. Well, uh, here's the deal, and I hate to go backwards, but I think it's only fair since this is your very first time on the show. Talk to us about how you take this incredible knowledge, the voice that you have and the energy that you have, and and how you've constructed it into a career in broadcasting, which a lot of people that do Facebook live streams and podcasts um, are are kind of aspiring to be. I I know people think that radio, uh, just like newspaper, is a dying entity, but that could be further from the truth. Uh, More people are listening to to radio, but radio.com, iHeartRadio. I mean, a lot of people have these apps on their phone. You're obviously successful within that business. How did uh, how did that come about, and how have you been able to incorporate
4: pro wrestling into it? Well, and I tell you what, you you have a really smart audience, so I'm going to talk at a little bit of a higher level right now when it comes to entertainment. Um, it's for. a 360 approach all the time, Renee. It's, a, it's this idea that, cool, I have the terrestrial signal. I love the CBS affiliate. I lo- we're a dual band here in Albuquerque. There's at or near almost a million people here in Albuquerque almost. So we have the AM, we have the FM. That's really great. Well, here's the thing, too. I do a lot with the local TV. So I'm reaching out to the NBC affiliate all the time because I have a really strong relationship with them. So if we have something that needs a little extra emphasis, we have the TV outlet. Well, here's the thing. You know how people are consuming my radio show and they're consuming that TV show and they're consuming um, this live stream that I do multiple nights a week. By the way, I want to make sure we talk about Monday Night Warcast. I want to do that before we leave. And then also all these little guest spots we're doing right now, Russell Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. They're doing it on that little, that little device in their pocket, aren't they? They're doing it on that phone. And the idea is you have to be able to approach everything with the idea that nothing has more value than anything else. Everything deserves the effort that you feel like you should put into it. Don't short anything you're doing because then you're only shorting your consumer. Because for me to identify how um, anyone wants the consumer program is foolish. I'm going to use, like, from the chat. I'm looking in your chat right now. Like, Assad or Marcus or Cody or Herb or Susie or Todd. Like, these guys take the time out of their day. They seek your media because it's such a fine and viable product. And they would seek it if you guys were on TV. And they would seek it if you guys were on AM or FM radio. And they would seek it if you were on Sirius satellite radio. And they would anywhere you were, they would go to find you because of what you're putting out. And the idea is you just have to give the glory that's deserved to what you're doing. And that's the benefit I have of the AM radio, FM radio show. It gives me this another outlet to why I'm doing something every day to reach and connect with people through the medium that they find most desirable. So, no, nothing holds more value than anything else. And this idea that – and I can give you my podcast numbers. I can give you my iTunes numbers and my Stitcher numbers and my SoundCloud numbers and my Spotify numbers. And my, but no one cares about <laughs> that. They only, care, they only right. care about the one way they do it. And that's the thing that's so impressive to me on this thing. And, and by the way, and I'm going to extend an invitation to you guys here right now. I love to have you on this new endeavor we're taking on. We're doing this thing called Monday Night Warcast. It's mondaynightwarcast.com. And what it is, it's a redirect to my Facebook page for the radio show. And every Thursday, we're watching concurrently Monday Night Raw versus Monday Nitro starting from September 11th, 1995 until the end of it in 2001. I'm having guests in the the wrestling world on to share their insights, to talk shop. We're just laughing. We're riffing. We're throwing jokes. Um, I open up a Steve Weiser or two during the thing. Um, I have a really nice setup as far as the home studio goes. so We're able to bring anyone in in crystal clear HD, and we have a lot of fun with it. So, uh, so obviously we'll talk out the air about this thing, but I want to make sure we give you guys an opportunity to come on because this is going to be about the most fun you can have. Uh, our very, our debut episode came out last week, went over like a banger, thousands of people, the chat went crazy. So if you guys are interested, I'd love to have you on for that. Because right now, shoot, if I don't need pro wrestling more than ever. That sounds Amen. absolutely amazing. <laughs> Amen.
2: That does sound crazy. Yeah. Well, we accept your invitation, man. Uh, absolutely, without question, you know, for, for us, um, I know when Joe started the podcast, he, he actually started uh, with the show before me. And, my, and you're talking about different platforms, right? Uh, to me, radio is particularly, like like AM/FM is particularly cool. To, when I moved to Kansas City, I literally had zero friends here. I'm a, I'm a South Florida kid. I grew up in Gulf Raton, around uh, West Palm Beach, and Delray, Deerfield, that whole area. And uh, when I got here, man, all I had was sports radio. And I remember calling in, because um, I do a pretty decent um, Tony Montana impersonation, so I would call in and talk about Kansas City Chiefs football sounding like Tony Montana. And I always thought to myself, I said, man, I said, TV's cool, radio's cool, internet's cool. I said, I mean, uh, I'm just saying, TV school, all those things are cool. I said, but radio. Radio was how my parents listened to soap operas in Mexico back in the 70s. Before they had, there, you TV. Go. there were soap operas that would come on the radio. And it would come on once a week, it would last one hour, and everybody would, like, literally be around the radio like people gather around the TV at Super Bowls. Like, it, it's incredible to me. So, that aspect of it particularly fan- fascinates me, and it, it brought me to try to, to do something a little bit different. So, uh, what we do here on the Wrestling Talk podcast is we've actually incorporated a fantasy wrestling segment. Uh I'm sure being a wrestling fan your whole life, you've probably heard of e before, right? Fred?
4: Uh, you. Oh, my gosh. Worst timing ever. You actually broke out whenever you asked me that question. Can you ask me again?
2: No, no, yeah. No, I was curious. Uh, you're talking about platforms, right, and uh, yeah. whether it's radio, whether, you know, we're, so one of the things that we've done here on the Wrestle Talk podcast is we've kind of created a, a, a unique one for us here on the show, and we incorporate fantasy wrestling into our pro wrestling podcast, which will follow you, but... That's why I feel so encouraged when, in the past, I was told, hey, you probably should cut that out of your show because it's turning a lot of people off. Well, there's a lot of people who love it and that are committed to the mm-hmm. show simply because we do our fantasy wrestling thing. So that, again, to me, sounds like validation because you just said it. You're like, yeah, I'm a radio guy, but I also do TV. I do a podcast. You know, so yeah. being, versatile, being versatile is so absolutely important and, and, and being a chameleon, right, like in the industry of entertainment, it, it's key to your success.
4: Yeah, when Joe put it over for me whenever I came in with the intro, I've only ever identified myself as a storyteller. I've only ever been in a place where I'm like, hey, I'm going to give you, like, a message, but the medium in which I give it to you, that's not as important to me. And, and what I'm going to do, Joe, because I don't think you know, I'm going to take you back real quick to when me and Renee met. And I don't even, I don't believe Renee even remembers. But this would have been years ago, and I was trying to book um, Ricky Cruz. You, you, are you yeah, yeah, you guys are familiar. Yeah, with, uh, so Ricky was, yeah, and he was in a program with um, Dirty Jake Durden, I think. And, and if that's not correct, I apologize to everyone involved. It's yeah. 10 years ago. No, these, I these think he like,
2: was, dude, because – wait, wait, Fred. So it, he was, and he, he it, that culminated in a match between those two guys where um, Durden put Ricky through the wall or Ricky put Durden through the wall. And okay. And Joe actually – Flew down from West Virginia and was oh, at cool. that show, and we were taking we were taking shorty shots, dude. It was yep, shit. That's it was exactly yeah. Legit.
4: That's that's absolutely. Oh, you just gave me goosebumps bringing that back to me, and 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 what was so exciting about that is, So we get Ricky Cruz on the program, right? And and the King of Chaos is on, and and he's telling these stories about performing in front of. 20 people in an in a island in the Caribbean I've never heard of. And he's telling these stories about performing in front of 20,000 people in some of the biggest cities in the country, right? And, and as he's telling these stories and he's going over, you, like, for a moment, you just, like, remove – and by the way, I've interviewed, like, some of the biggest and best names in this game, right? But this Ricky Cruz story is important because this is the one where I had that aha moment. As I'm interviewing Ricky Cruz, I step away, like, literally mid-interview. Like, it's not that I actually push myself away from the desk, but it's an out-of-body thing. Right. I think, I think this, this dude has done some of the coolest things you can do in the profession that he has chosen to be passionate about, which, by the way, pro wrestling is fucking fortunate to have Ricky Cruz. So, Agreed. He's done it and, yeah, and he's like, you know who I'm going to allow in? I'm going to allow Fred in. I'm going to let Fred tell part of my story. I'm going to let Renee in. You know, Joe, I didn't know you were there. He he said, I'm going to let Joe in. He's going to let all these people in who only had a fandom of this thing to be a part of his journey, to be a part of his. And that's, to me, Renee, and Joe, I started that story by telling it so that you would know Renee and I's relationship at Dynamo Pro Wrestling. That's the idea where, like, you get all these individuals that are so passionate about it. And that's the energy that's involved. No one that is involved in the world of pro wrestling or sports entertainment or whatever verbiage you want to use, no one that's there is because they have to be. Everyone is there because they want to be. And they love it. the And the fans that turn out. So, anyway, it's, just, it's the most beautiful entertainment in the world. A really good swerve in pro wrestling is better than any Boardwalk Empire or Game of Thrones or, or I don't know what, what you guys watch. I like. do not watch anything. Yeah. But, like, it's incaptivating it's 360 it's shakespearean it's beautiful I, i i'm 35 years old i've been watching it for 31 years like it's it's the most incredible little journey to me um anyone i've ever married or dated or spent any time with they've fallen in love with it like it's it's just it's the most enticing drawing beautiful thing that that allows us to to take what I call storytelling and, and incorporate it into a world of excitement. And we're doing that. And like I said, we're going to get you guys on there, but we're doing that every every Thursday night now on Monday Night Warcast. So make sure you guys check that out because we're literally watching the thing we love, telling the jokes we want people to hear. It's, it's the coolest medium. Um, thank you to Luke Roberts for having me on. I, I guess you – are we still using fake names? I don't know. Are we using fake names? Thanks to Luke. Roberts oh, whatever.
2: Like, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we've never, we're just too lazy to, like, figure out what our true platform is or our true, like, a <laughs> blueprint is, I should say. So, like, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever you feel comfortable, you know, I'm Night Owl. Also, Renee. You know, he's Joe. He's also, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. And you know what, Fred, Joe, I know you, you wanted to jump in and say something real quick. Um, I hope that this if this interview doesn't show anything else, that it shows that, you can stay true to yourself, okay, just like we talked about uh, with Jacoa, and still get over. Like, Fred, you clearly have the same passion for the sport and for entertainment and for people that you had 31 years ago, right? Which, by the way, I was born in June. What month were you born in?
4: Uh, well, I'm, a, I'm later in there. I'm a December guy. So, uh, so I, I was kissing with 85, but I decided to hang on in 84.
2: Very <laughs> it, it, well. It, it's all good, brother. It's a good year. I'll tell you that much. Well, Jonesy, I, I know I said I, you know, I, have you come back in here with your final thoughts, man? I'm just so overwhelmingly excited uh, to have had such great guests just to kick off tonight's show, and uh, I'm humbled because these guys clearly have that same passion and fire for the sport, the same we, uh, the same way we do. Hey, before you go, friend, we got to make sure you drop the info just one more time um, on, on on the show that debuted last week. And on uh,
4: maybe when you might have your boys on, because I'm pretty excited about it, Joe. Yeah, no, we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. And uh, it's mondaynightwarcast.com. It's Right now, It just redirects you to the fan page for my radio show, which is ABQ Central. Um, big shout-out to that program, actually. My co-host, Van, is as knowledgeable and as fun as anyone you've ever met. He has life experience. Uh, we do something several nights a week right now while the sports in the whole world is shut down. We're doing uh, tournaments every week, so we're doing Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. This week we're doing uh, Greatest One-Hit Wonders of All Time. So if you guys have interest outside of wrestling, there's a lot there too. Um, I think we did uh, sports movies last week or whatever. But Thursday nights we're doing it at Six Mountains That's 7 Central, 8 Eastern. Uh, We're having on local guests. Uh, This upcoming two days from now we're going to have Luke Roberts on actually from Dynamo Pro. We're going to have him on. Uh, We're going to have their champion on. We're going to talk shop for a little bit. So anyways, mondaynightwarcast.com. Uh, that will redirect you to the Facebook page. Like that. Turn those notes on. You guys know how important it is to have those notifications on in the digital world. When we go live, we're not waiting for you. We are live. Show up when we start. We're telling jokes. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, uh, I'm taking you back to 1998 like you guys did with me with that custom champions intro. This is must-see TV here, guys, so don't miss it. Um, and then I'm, I'm real transparent on social media and, and a little behind – I mean, Fred Slow in, in radio and the internet, that, that's a character. Fred's a character. So if you want to add me on social media and do that kind of stuff, feel free. I'll make sure you get to what we're doing. Um, but it's, it's wrestling, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, real quick before I do uh, let you guys go, or if you had any final ones. Um, right now, and, and it's kind of a sad state of pro wrestling here in Albuquerque. We had a, pro, we had a um, promotion here for a long time, Dynasty Wrestling. They're no longer with us. They've, they've closed the doors and aren't doing a thing. So don't be surprised if you don't hear a little bit of rumbling of your boy starting something up down here because cause it is just too far for me to go to El Paso and it's too far for me to go to Amarillo. It is too far for me to go to Phoenix or Denver. Well, if you need a commentator,
2: commentator, ring announcer, hype man, referee, holla at your boys. And as a matter of fact, if we can't do it, Joe, between Joe and I, we t- know a ton of talent that would be more than happy to drive to the beautiful, beautiful city of Albuquerque
4: uh, oh, to work for you. And bro. Dude, we're and you we're on the like come up sport, man. That's fantastic. Oh, I do. We just booked a AEW T V, so that was uh we had it scheduled for during the corona, got rescheduled in December, but we're back in the mix. I think Albuquerque hadn't hosted a Smackdown since like two thousand nine. So it had been you know, it's over a decade. That's criminal, damn it. Too damn long. Criminal. Uh the house shows house shows <laughs> will come through regularly. Uh if those ever restart, I'm sure we'll get those from the WWE. But, uh, no, it's, it's a really good hotbed here. Obviously, the Lucha Libre stuff. Lucha Libre USA had a strong presence here for a long time. Um, I know you guys talked about it last week whenever you, you had the Madman on. But, you know, everyone likes a certain type of wrestling. I've never just – I've never been the biggest fan of the Lucha Libre style. Um, same way I'm not the biggest fan of the death match stuff. You know, I'm more of a Herb Simmons guy. You give me, like, traditional old school, really good storytelling. All of the best kind of memories that I have of pro wrestling aren't wrestling themselves you know, it's promotion and it's excitement and it's stuff in, you know, um, barber shops. you know, so that's, uh, that's kind of what I grew up with, but yeah, um, I'll hopefully it returns here to the Southwest where I'm at. Uh, and if it doesn't, I'm going to be watching every Thursday night, two episodes, one raw one Monday Nitro, where we we'll be telling jokes and having a lot of fun and, and I'm excited to have you guys on.
3: Well, we appreciate Joe. you taking time out of, out of your busy schedule to uh, come on to the podcast, uh, you are more than welcome to come on anytime, sir. Uh, once everything starts uh, to get back to a normal, uh, we would love to have you on for a, uh even longer interview. So just promise
4: us that you will come back on in the near future. Congratulations on Kissing 300, guys. You're doing a tremendous job. I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a big fan of what you do. All right. Thank you, sir. You got it.
2: And, and you know what? Before Fred, before you go... And I, Joe, I know I forget all the time, so don't think I'm picking on you. Uh, we always, we always like to welcome in a first-time guest as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family. And I know that um, we didn't hit it hard enough in the beginning, but for those of you guys watching on Facebook Live, and we love you uh, replay listeners as well. Uh, that's actually the bulk of our listenership. But as you guys can see, if you're watching on Facebook Live, that's MondayNightWarcast.com and it will redirect you to their Facebook page. Your boys will be on it very, very soon. They're recapping old-school episodes of Monday Night Raw, doing commentary. It's going to be an absolute blast. Also, make sure you guys follow uh, follow Fred Slow on Facebook. Fred, we love you so much, bro. Please come back very, very soon. Um, Again, welcome as the newest member of the fam, and keep kicking ass, man. I can't wait till the rony is over. And if you're going to start that promotion, you better let your boys help out, man, because we want to support you.
4: Oh, for certain. Thank you, Renee. Thank you, Joe. Uh, and then uh, behind the scenes, thank you to Luke. This was uh, as transparent and easy and as fun of an interview as I've ever done.
2: Hey. <laughs> Big shout-out to Luke Skywalker. Somebody better put this man in some sort of Hall of Fame soon. The dude's been doing it for 30 years. You talk about somebody in the Midwest who hasn't gotten their dude, my man Luke Roberts, an integral part of the Talk podcast. Have a good night, brother.
3: All right. Woo. Man,
2: Jonesy, 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 what a show so far, bro. But you know what? what? I know we got FWWC, brother, but we got to hit the break song that we promised. Because you know what, Jonesy? I have rarely been this excited to take a break. I mean, I do have to pee really bad, just to be honest. Um, but <laughs> but this song is a very, very, very close personal. Actually, he's, he's a cousin of mine, uh, just to be honest. Okay, um, and he's also a member of La Familia, and he's also a member of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. Right, Joe? You've got a chance yep. to listen to a sneak peek of this song. I know you love it, bro. Why don't you go ahead and do the introduction to this very, very special break song that we're playing here for episode two ninety four of the Wrestle Talk podcast?
3: Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. It is our honor to introduce you, breaking. News, Vinsanity's newest song named Gut. We'll be back in two minutes and 22 seconds.
2: Better turn that joint up, baby.
9: I'm
0: going
9: to get you right, baby, I'm going to get you right now, baby, you the type I like, come here, let me take a bite, I got you turning overnight, it's hard to trust because my shoulders lie, I saw the future, you was in my side, I'm a, I'm a monster, girl, you brought me to life, sugar, sugar, how'd you get? On a change, I would run away.
2: <laughs> y'all, what up? Night out, Nightmare Jones. What up, rest talk, fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kicking the door, waving the 4-4, even them haters can't hate us no more, so unlock your door, cause we got some more, every Wednesday we are here, keeping it raw, Night out, Nightmare Jones, and all the best jest, like a double barrel pointed right at your chest, WrestleTalkPodcast.com, smashing and killing it like the night at a prom.
3: Alright ladies and gentlemen, Nightmare Jones back, and we are here for the FWWC segment, and just like... Last Friday night, La Familia is taking over the Wrestle Talk podcast. Ain't that right, Renee?
2: Well, first of all, sir, please address me as the night Out, okay? Night Number owl. Two. I'm
3: sorry. Night Out. Come yeah, on. Night.
2: Come on now. Do your job. Listen, if you're going to do your job, do it correctly. Jones, doing- I'm going to go ahead and, and excuse you for continuing to show up here uninvited every single week during the FWWC segment, because you know what? You are due to eat a little bit of crow. Now, i got to give you credit. You did recently beat both members of the SOF, the hybrid champion, the Warrior's Heart champion. But that was a couple of weeks ago, that year, Jones. I'm very, very interested. And we're going to get all the other callers on, so hang tight. Enter Timmy Also, check the phone, phone lines. I want to make sure uh, that we have everything prepared for our final guest, Paradigm Baby. Oh, oh I'm not even going to tell you guys yet. Yeah, wait till I do the introduction. It's going to be a good one. Uh, but for now, Nightmare Jones, I need to know how does it feel to lose to a rookie in their debut match?
3: Please well, explain. Okay, for well, one thing, so. So that that rookie is a very 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 beautiful woman, and and I got to say when she gave me that Bronco Buster, I was captivated. So I was 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 in shock. I was was you know when she gave me that 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 Bronco Buster, like like I I just there was nothing else that I could do. So sure. it was the, it was the the bonco
2: Buster. <laughs> really. Really,
9: so
3: yes. so here's
9: what
10: Navy
3: Jones,
10: there's only
3: one way that I can describe that response. What's stupid that? stupid 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 That sounds stupid stupid, stupid. Like, like, you were a little bit uh uh jealous that I was the one getting the the bunker buster and not you, sir. You're <laughs> so, so disrespectful,
2: disrespectful. Nightmare Nightmare Jones. from a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that where your mind goes? Jesus, Luis, please go away. Is that where your mind goes when, when you're fighting a a, a a talented, intelligent, creative, resourceful, beautiful competitor in the FWWC? Is, is that where you're going to go with it? I mean, seriously, you know what? Why don't you just go ahead and, and sit over there for a minute so I can get a couple of more callers on, okay? And please, and inter- your way out, please tell enter answer to me to check the phone lines so we can make sure to get everybody in the queue. Coming up next, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is another uh, up-and-coming, kind of fresh and brand-new superstar to the SWWC. And I have to say, from what I've seen so far as a member of the board of directors, uh, the one reputable member of the board of directors, along with my partner, DeWan Mills, not much to be said about that gentleman, El Mata, at least not positive, I've seen – competitive nature, um, hard work, um, a lot of confidence, and a lot of will to win, but at the same time, okay, on the other side of that coin, I've seen arrogance, I've seen confidence, I've seen a guy who's braggadocious, and I have, and I've seen a guy who's never had a slice of humble pie in his whole life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on to the Russell Talk Podcast FWWC segment. For the very first time, the one and only... Mr. Swag. Mr. Swag, you're
11: live on the FWC segment. What's on your mind tonight? What is going on, Night
2: Owl? Well, Swag, happy to have you, man. Happy to have you in the group. Happy to have you on the show. What's on your mind tonight?
11: First thing I want to say, Nightmare Jones, all I heard was, well, what happened was, well, what happened was, come on, man. That girl (laughs) rolled you. He rolled you. Anyways, hey, I just got to talk a little bit about this. Uh, first off, I got a little bit of humble pie, man. I I, I know I know my place in the FWWC. I, I'm, I'm the new guy coming in. I, I know I know where I belong. I'm not here trying trying to take on the big dogs like Marcus Mayhem and, and talking trash on them. I'm I'm concentrating on the other three agents. That I got whoa, to do that whoa whoa with whoa whoa whoa!
2: Swag swag, cut cut it out. Now, now you're now you're pandering to the lieutenant of la familia, Marcus Mayhem. You need to stop that. Your very first nah. Okay, you were in the crowd at the very first show and you were saying that half of the superstars were putting you to sleep. So are you a wrestler or are you a politician, sir? Because you're talking out both other sides out of your mouth right now.
11: Well, you know it is it is election year, so uh <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real though. For real though. My concern is what's coming up tomorrow night. I got these other two free agents I got go up against. I see I see. Uh, G.I. Sy up here Giving me a little bit of mention Giving Professor Cripple A little bit of mention And she all worried it's about
2: propelled. What's going sir, on with the big Sir, consults. please, sir Mr. Schwag, please refrain from calling him Cripple Okay, that's inappropriate And politically incorrect His name is Professor Cripple Come on now, Mr. Schwag.
11: Oh, well, hey I, My phone gave me typos That, 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 actually, that, that was <laughs> you know, a humble pie there I, I, I got I, I, I you know, I feel bad for that one there. I, I said I said it wrong. But anyways, hey I wanna give a shout out to the, the new up and coming SWWC free C three agents. Hopefully we'll put on a good show for the rest of y'all tomorrow night. Um, other than that, man, thank you for bringing it in. Renee, thanks to you, me personally, I found a new passion for this sport. I used to be a kid, you know, I couldn't wait Saturday night's main event when I was a kid, you know, Saturday and Sunday's W C W blah blah blah. Man getting in, talking to some of the local wrestling around Kansas City, and then hooking up with you, and it's just it's 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 ignited a passion in me again, man, that, that, that I, I appreciate that. Appreciate it a lot.
8: Well, now, no, no that problem. being said, and, I'm and telling you the
2: know No, no doubt, Todd, and, and listen, I know that you know, we go in character, we're out of character a little bit here during the FWC segment, and I want to thank you. Uh, when I was working on my Royal Alliance show, you're one of the guys that showed up to the killer job Uh, You're pretty much flawless from my perspective. I know there's things that you felt you could have done better, but I thought you were fantastic as you DJed our very first show for Royal Alliance Wrestling. So thank you for that. And and thank you for being a part of the group. I think this is a a very healthy thing for people who have maybe lost touch with professional wrestling or have uh, felt like wrestling has become stagnant. It's like when we went from having um, just football so when we went to having football and fantasy football, it adds a whole other layer to it, and you're more invested because it's actually like a competition for you. So let me ask you this final question, actually two final questions before we move on to the next caller. Okay. And, by the way, I hear we have uh, Doug on the uh, on the line. He's in the waiting room right now, uh, relaxing. He's eating a little bit of uh, hors d'oeuvres and, and having a cold beverage. Uh, so we'll have him on in just a matter of minutes. But uh, I wanted to say this to you. Um, this group has a fantastic job of bringing out people's personalities. I know that you went through a hell of a battle recently with cancer. You've overcome it. You're living life to the fullest. So I love the fact that this is a platform for you to be able to express yourself, and that that's to Todd. And then to DJ Swag, I wanted to say you have a huge opportunity tomorrow night uh, on a very special Wednesday night challenge in the World premier Fantasy Wrestling Promotion, the FWWC. What mm-hmm. thoughts does DJ Swag have for his opponents tomorrow night? Go ahead and address both of those, man.
11: What was the first one again? Uh, sorry, I I, I did I, you cut a little bit there
2: on the first, the first part. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, did I cut out a little bit, man? I apologize. Um, well, no, I, think I, I it, don't want to. No, 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 it's okay. Um, Really, for Todd, I know you've overcome a lot recently health-wise, right? And Mm the FWWC gives you that opportunity. I know I thank you also for DJing the show. Um, And and Mm -hmm. I can't even recall 100% what my question was. Joe, uh, can you help me out here, man? I'm sorry. I just brain fart. Okay, no, Joe's screening callers. Oh, so I guess my first question will go unanswered. (laughs) I apologize bro and, well, <laughs> While you're answering well, well, While you're responding to the second one I'll see if I can't uh, I can't remember exactly how I asked my question Go ahead bro
11: Look First thing I mean the, the, These other free agents I got to debattle with All I got to say is They, they don't know what's in store for them Alright I went up against uh, Battle Cat Last, last uh, Friday night to a, to a draw That's a tough competition right there you know, I—that's like I say. I got—I got a little bit of experience. GI, she—she she got some experience last night against somebody. Was talking about what if, what if, you know, what should happen? blah, blah, blah. I'm not sweating
12: her. Uh,
11: okay. Capel, whatever. I'm—I'm I'm, he, Hey, I don't know about him, so I'm—I'm I'm not gonna underestimate him either, because I don't know what he can do. But until right now, Mr. Swag ain't scared. All I'm gonna come up there and do, show up, do my work. Put my clothes back, street clothes back on, head on out with the victory. That's all I got to say.
2: Wow, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Mr. Swag, dude. Thank you so much, and um, I apologize. I know that there was a two-parter there. I, I had a great part, you know, and, and I know you did as well, so. It's all good, bro. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you uh, again uh, very, very soon down the road. I know that I do want to mention this. Uh, Thank you for purchasing a WrestleTalk Podcast mug. Thank you for taking that donation, uh, the 50% donation, and giving it back to us to help support the group and to help it grow and stuff like that. So, Todd, big shout-out to you for that. Uh, Moving on to the next caller here, Um, we're going to go ahead and bring in the GM of the Inferno brand, And from what I hear, she's got um, some pretty interesting uh, thoughts to share with us here tonight uh, based on what's been happening and tomorrow night's incredible showdown, which will have Inferno, Infinite, and Rise all having a free agent representing them in this incredibly unique and uh, honestly exciting matchup of free agents, Hardcore sis. Tell us how this all came together, and uh, what news do you have to share here with the uh, members of the Wrestle Talk podcast in, in the FWWC segment?
6: Well, first of all, good night. Um, you know, good evening there, Night Owl. And you know, I just happened one day to think, you know, we have a pickem coming up soon. You know, this is the last week uh, for points before the pickem, and I thought, what do we really know about our free agents? So I thought, you know, what I'm going to do. I want to do a battle royal with all our free agents. And, of course, that's when I hit you up and asked you, you know, what you thought of the idea and you approved it. So I challenged my free agents, let's do this, guys. And each of the teams, each of the brands is going to sponsor one of the free agents. Uh, I myself am sponsoring Mr. Swag there that you were just talking to. Uh, G.I. Shy is going to be sponsored by the Infinite brand. And Professor Crepel is being sponsored by the Rise brand. So it's a really unique match. It gives the free agents a chance to show us GMs what they can do. And in Crepel's case, to show us that there's no ring rust on him and that he's back to be the man that he needs to be. So it gives us a chance to look at all these guys and say, and lady, and say that's who I want on my brand. So, it's a really great chance for them and I'm really glad that it was my brainchild and I was able to, you know, pitch it to you and all the other GMs and that it's come well, well, together sir, so let well.
2: Me, let, let me let me let me ask you a question before you move on to anything else. So, what makes you so willing to trust and work with the other general managers? We all know this is a cutthroat game here in the FWC brand battle. What um, what gives you the confidence that somehow the other general managers, whether it be together or individually, are going to try to take advantage of this situation to try to get a leg up on your brand in front of them?
6: Well, you know, I I have to be honest. Um, there's a very good possibility that one of them could do that. And and that's that's fine. But don't – Count out hardcore sis just yet. Don't think that I may not have a little something up my own sleeve.
0: <laughs>
6: and let's also figure out that, you know, we're going into a pick 'em. So it's, it, you know, anybody could wind up with the first pick and they could choose any one of these folks. So if you really want to get down and dirty, Who better than me? I can get down and dirty with anybody. I don't really mind getting down and dirty. I am the hardcore champion, at least until Money in the Bank. And then, well, I still intend to be the hardcore champion, but that's another thing altogether. But I'm I'm not really worried about the other two GMs. You know, they can – they can try whatever they need to and do whatever they want to pull out the stunt. Like, it was my brainchild, and I'm taking the chance. So let them do what they have to.
2: That's fair. That's fair. And, 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 again, before you move on, I know you've drawn a lot of criticism because neither of the two general managers walked into year three of the brand battle currently, uh, currently holding any championships. Um, a lot of people say, and, and I don't know exactly what your thought process was because it was left up to you. You decided to go ahead and hold on to the hardcore championship. Have you ever have you ever explained as to why that is
5: uh, and
2: why you didn't vacate the belt? Was there a reason? And 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 if either way, what do you think your chances are of retaining the championship at Money in the Bank?
6: You know. At one point, we had talked about each brand would have one of the top three titles. And, of course, me being in the spot as a top champion, um, you know, I got that belt, and I worked very hard for that belt to get that belt before I became a GM. And at one point, I did make the offer to Savior Saint that if he chose my brand to come to, I would vacate that title, and I would give it over to one of the other brands. But when Savior Saint chose to go over to the Infinite Brand, I was fine with that, too, because that meant I got to keep my title. And I have put it up. I have told the members of my team that they are more than welcome. I I did a battle royal, and I let some non-champions get in there and fight for their opportunity to get this belt. It came down to where Battle Cat and Voorhees are going against me at Money in the Bank. And, I mean, let's face it. You know, Battle Cat has been a champion before. He's had several belts in this group. But I think the one belt that he maybe hasn't had is the hardcore title. Uh, And he wants it. And he wants it back. So I'm more than willing to give him his shot at it. Do I think I'm going to keep it? I'd like to, sure. But I can't discredit Battle Cat or Voorhees. So I'm very proud of both of them. I'm very proud of both of them, and I'm more than – more than willing to let him.
2: And and by the way, and thanks to them uh, for the donation uh, that is forthcoming for competing for the Hardcore Championship. It all goes back to the group. And just like what we're doing with the Mugs guys, you buy a mug, half the profits goes to your favorite wrestler, uh, goes to your favorite promotion or your favorite charity. So even in the FWWC, and I'm peeling back the curtain here a little bit, uh, when that money uh, goes back into the group, it, it helps grow the group. It helps people that are in need.
5: Um, it helps
2: uh, with new championships, replacement championships, and things like that. So, um, you know, all, all character stuff aside, I want to say to you, great job on um, keeping the belt uh, relevant, uh, making it matter, and also, you know, for carrying it with honor and respect because that is our very first ever fully customized FWWC championship. And I know and can fully understand why you would not ready to just give it away to just anybody. So kudos to you for that. Any final quick thoughts? Uh, As we try to run through these last two callers before uh, we jump over to Paradigm
6: Pro. Just want to also say, you know, I know that usually with these belts, the champion doesn't have to pay to be in the group, but I am planning to also make that donation as well to help out the group for that match. So I will be making my donation as well. And to Battle Cat and Voorhees, best of luck, gentlemen but I will not be laying down and just walk, letting you walk over and take it. I will be fighting, but best of luck. And either one of you that gets it, I'll be proud of you.
2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, the general manager and current reigning FWC hardcore champion, Hardcore Sis. And if I forgot to say it, I meant general manager of Inferno. All right, well, we've got two final callers left. Uh, For the FWWC segment, but really we've eaten up way too much of Paradigm Pro's time. And and I know it's not FWWC's fault. I know that our previous guest uh, with Fred, we went a little long because he's such a blast. And we're more than happy to do that uh, with Doug and the folks over at Paradigm Pro, Doug and Kim. They're going to be great guests, I guarantee you guys. Uh, We'll go over a little bit with them just to make sure they get their uh, very, very much due 25 to 30 minutes here on the show tonight. Um, so, what we're going to do is this, guys. I hope you do mind. We have General Manager Tate Westbrook of Infinite, and we have the KOB. So, we're going to go to the KOB first. As soon as I introduce you guys, come on, say what you got to say. Don't wait for questions. Don't ask me if I'm having a great day, because I am. Thanks, good Lord. Great day. It's been a fantastic day. Just get right into your spiel, be passionate, be serious about what you're saying, and make sure that you're clear. So that we can understand what you're saying. First up is our current Intercontinental Champion, <laughs> representing the infinite brand, the one and only King of Bleach Style, Mr. King O of B.
8: The King of Bleach Style comes on tonight, and I want to say one thing, that first, first person who spoke, Mr. Nightmare Jones, you are an LFF. For the ones who don't know what an LFF is, that is a little fucking freak. And you're talking about that kind of stuff it's fucking weird But the KOB has okay. an important thing He has to get off his chest And that is what is coming up on Wednesday Where I and the SIC So it is the KOB and the SIC Going into a three way triple threat match Where we take on the hefty trash bag brand boys And the Funkest Sons Saint and Funk And I and a sick are excited Because we win that match We go ahead and we go in against the one team from Inferno and one team from Rise. And then if we win that match, and it's a big if, I mean, there's some good teams going into it. uh, We will be going against Heaven's Demons, and Heaven's Demons will get hit with being bleached because of the week.
2: Wow, ladies and gentlemen, you talk about energy and passion. And KLB, I know you're still listening, dude. I'm particularly proud of the strides that you've made Uh, I remember when you got into the group originally, you were kind of a a kid in a shell. I know that we talked and you said, hey, man, my family kind of is like really religious. They kind of look down on pro wrestling. And the fact that you're thinking about getting into the pro wrestling world, being such a young guy as you are, and that you're uh, participating and having success in the FWWC, continuing to evolve, continuing uh, to improve upon everything that you've learned so far, being humble, knowing when it's time to back down and knowing when it's time to stand up and fight, very proud of you, bro. You're definitely making a name for yourself here in the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. We have one final caller from the FWWC. Hey, Westbrook, you heard what I said to KOB. Come in, deliver your message, be passionate, be firm, be confident, because you know what, man? You are the general manager of the Infinite Brand, and what, say, what you say on the Infinite Brand goes, brother. What are your thoughts tonight as our final caller
10: For the FWWC segment You saved the last That's for last Listen Nightmare Jones You all were talking Yes you all were talking about The G.I. Shy The newbie She came in She represented the blue The infinite brand And she got a victory Congratulations G.I. Shy i want to say You have sparked something in my eye Now tomorrow You're going to go again Represent the infinite brand against Two other free agents let's see what those other free agents can do let's see if they can spark my eyes now swag you will be representing my brand on Friday you will be facing none other than funky flex see if you can do something and bring it home show me if you want to be on my brand, because you know what you got that it factor and I am looking for that it factor to come to my brand, so just bring it, boy.
2: Tank Westbrook, ladies and gentlemen, clearly is proud to have G.I. Shy representing him in tomorrow night's matchup, but he knows it's a one-time deal, so he's keeping his eye out for the other free agents as well. And I don't know what it says that a brand-new rookie defeated a veteran multi-time champion like Nightmare Jones, but what I'm telling you is this. Tate Westbrook's got some pretty good stuff going on, especially considering the fact that the Warrior's are champion, who is a member of Infinite, retained the belt at Universe Mania 6 and has been on some sort of hot streak since then. And you tell him I said that, so Savior State knows that I got respect for the top champion. All that said, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the conclusion of tonight's edition of the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter Fantasy Wrestling segment on tonight's edition of the WrestleTalk Podcast. I do want to apologize for the incredible delay in getting in our final guest. Nightmare Jones, I'll tell you what. I think it's going to be a good one. So if if they're willing to oblige, we'd like to go to about 920, 925 central time around, you know, an hour later Easter time, because, you know, when, when I think about how difficult it's been for everybody during the COVID nine, uh, 19 pandemic, my heart particularly goes out to the promoters because, you know, and, and we talked to a lot of talent. We had the MCW heavyweight champion a little bit earlier. And, and you know, we had Fred Slow from, uh, from uh, uh, 610 The Animal in and, uh, and Albuquerque. But to me personally, just especially based on my experiences, the promoters, the guys that run the shows, have got to be hurting the most, in my opinion, right now. Because it's not about your individual bookings like it is for talent. You're talking about your whole show shut down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do anything. And I'm lucky enough to work with guys like Jordan Smiley and Billy Simmons, and Michael Sykes uh, here in the area, and they're doing whatever they can to keep the content flowing for their promotions. But man, without shows, Joe, it's goddamn impossible to keep the flow of information, to keep uh, um, the entertainment value high, because it's all about what happens at the shows. And when you can't have the shows, you can't really have content. It's very, very challenging. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is both an honor and a pleasure to welcome in for the very first time um, a couple of guests who have the same fire and passion for the sport that we do. Um, Doug and Cam, um, these guys started, you know, Prodigy Pro Wrestling, a little bit of a rebrand there, and now we've got Paradigm Pro Wrestling, and you guys know the word paradigm. It's, It's been tied to the world of professional wrestling for a very, very long time. That's why I particularly love the name of the promotion because I'm just like, man, that that's futuristic, but it also kind of paid homage to the past. So without any further ado, enter, Timmy, go ahead and cue up the music as we welcome into the show for the very first time the owners of Paradigm Pro Wrestling, Doug and Cam, hit the music.
3: Going on, fellas. How y'all doing?
12: How you doing, man? I'm man.
3: <laughs> we are doing absolutely amazing. So, what have you gentlemen been up to recently?
1: Man, just working, man. Trying to stay.
12: Same, just working. Uh, I work well, alive,
0: day. I guess. <laughs> Damn right. Just I ready. hear you there. So,
2: well, Joe, um, Joe if, if it's okay with you, Joe, if it's all right with you, I want to jump in real quick because. Um, go ahead. it is. I mean, you, you heard what I had to say. Like, this, this to me is a, like kind of a, a, a personal thing. Um, yes. I've worked as a promoter, commentator, I've done a lot of different things. But, and I want to get the negative stuff out of the way first. How hard uh, has it been for you guys to not be able to do what you do? Because Paradigm, obviously, is a promotion that's that's got some loyal supporters, and not Mm -hmm. being able to produce what you guys produce, it's like a farmer not being able to produce corn. You know what I mean? There's only so much you can do without the corn. How has this time been for you guys, and have you been focused on, like, kind of what's going to happen afterwards, or have you let it get you down? I'm curious as to what your guys' kind of morale is right now, considering everything that's been going on.
12: Uh, it, it's it's been rough. I mean, right before starting the new year, our first three, three shows out were probably the biggest three shows that we've ran ever. And then all of a sudden the Rona hit and it, it's been demoralizing. I'm not going to lie. I mean, we've even talked about closing doors, but then we were like, nah, there's no way. And then, I mean, just like y'all said earlier, just trying to push out content and trying to stay afloat. It, it's been rough.
1: Yeah, the main oh, main thing is right now we we have a tentative rescheduled date for what was our March show, and we're just hoping for the best with that. And IWTV has helped a lot too. Um, be sure to use the promo code Paradigm for five days free. But they the a, they've been
2: they've been doing it.
1: They've been doing a good job shy. of making sure. That things are are still like running at all times. They're running a uh, a tournament marathon in May every day. There's a tournament. And they're going to do our UWFI tournament from last year. Um, it's really just a matter of just getting out as much content as possible. And I feel you on it's been hard on promoters, but at the end of the day, this isn't my like primary source of income. You, it's been hardest on the. Wrestlers that—that that is their income. Yeah, for sure.
2: Very that true. is
1: that's been—I'll
2: give
1: you that. That's been the the hardest hit for sure. Is people that that wrestling is their only source of income. Yeah,
2: that's so. That, I that's encourage very everyone
1: very, to to if you have anything extra, please even if you just <laughs> PayPal a wrestler like give whatever you can, buy whatever merch you can right now, because this is a lot of our guys' livelihoods that are just taking a huge hit right now. For
12: sure.
2: No, you, you know what? You, you make a great point, and, and when you put it in that perspective, I can't help, uh, but agree. Uh, but at the same time, I guess my perspective was, you know, like here in Kansas city, um, we had a very successful promotion that's been going for about a year and a half called Journey Pro Wrestling. It's kind of a a spinoff of NWL, which was a a spinoff of Metro Pro Wrestling. Um, They lost their venue because of this. Uh, They were running at a place called Kansas Hall, and Kansas Hall went out of business for good. So that means that when they do come back, you know, it's not just about booking a card and putting out flyers, they now have to have to find a whole new location. And, and I think the three of us who have done some promoting, uh, you guys a lot more successfully than me, um, those are some of the things that the fans don't think about because what happens right. when you lose your venue? When the, the restaurants and the, and the VFWs and these sorts of places are closing permanently because of the corona. Right then what kind of position does that put you in? So I guess that that was kind of my perspective, but I can't disagree with you, Doug. The guys that are making their living exclusively off of working in the ring, at least for right now, are the ones that are being the hit, hit the hardest. I, I can't disagree with
12: that. I, I do agree, though. Finding the venues rough. We just went through that at the beginning Twice. of the year.
0: <laughs> Twice. Yeah, we Twice. Literally,
12: so Back to I back, market one of the worst headaches <laughs> ever, so. Uh, Prayers to Journey Pro to find something. I do like their content. I've watched several of their shows. I hope they can find somewhere to house those shows that they do put on for you guys
1: up there. And finding a venue for wrestling isn't as easy as you would think it is either. So many, so many places just want nothing to do with it. It's, it's a struggle.
2: So <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, so true. Um, and you know what? Um, that's the now. And and we can't predict for sure what's going to happen in the future. But what we can talk about is some of the success that you guys have had, and hopefully some of that stuff will carry over. So why don't you guys talk to us about Paradigm Pro, some of the transitions that the company's been through, some of the talent that you have come in through the door, and some of the guys that were on fire when everything came to a halt. Why don't you guys fill us in on all that?
1: Um, can you want to start with that? Hey, well, um, I mean, you kind of went over. We started as Prodigy. Um, things happened. We uh rebranded and we've had to move venues. We finally got things growing. We're in Sellersburg, Indiana now, which is about 15 20 minutes north of Louisville. Um, and realistically, like the, my main Focus right now is just heavy hitters Like I feel like We need Something big when Wrestling does come back We're doing UWFI rules Brawl for all and hardcore matches All in the same show in a tournament Holy um, shit It's, ex- it's excessive yeah, yeah, man, But we're, that's, we're, we're, that's what People need right
0: thing? now We need blood we are <laughs> The fans <things> need blood
12: <laughs> yeah. So uh it's a sixteen man tournament. Uh all the first round matches will be a like all three different uh match stipulations and then once you go to the semifinals we're gonna try to find some type of spin. Maybe the fans vote for it or what. But uh we got some we got some heavy hitters in this heavy hitters tournament. I mean Stefan Bonner versus Matthew Justice in a street fight, no rules, uh A.J. Gray, our longest reigning ever. Uh,
11: Bro, A.J. Gray is such
1: a oh, He's amazing, the man. A.J. What, yeah. what, what Gray, man, I, I can't say enough back. for how he carried our title for over a year, man. Like, we, he took us from, like, honestly just being a promotion that existed to being something that mattered and it had a ton to do with him.
12: I'll echo that as well. I mean, PPW is not PPW without guys like AJ, our current champion Cole, Myron Reed. Like these guys have bought in. The rejects, John Wayne Murdoch, Reed Bentley—they bought in. They came They beat. Hey, my, Myron,
1: I'm man. Out here, just, People, I, I'm
2: just marking out. Listening to some of these names. <laughs> Dude, hey, I, my, love, I, Myron. I saw a match. I saw a match once. At, you guys will love this. I saw a match once at uh, St. Louis Anarchy, or was it Glory Pro? I think it was Glory Pro. Uh, shout out to KLB and Dan the Death. Uh, it was yeah. Jason Kincaid versus Hot Fire Myron Reed. Can you guys, I mean, I'm sure uh, you can imagine it. Cause
12: you, that, oh, that's green. Five, oh five. Uh, Jason Kincaid is one of the smoothest, most technical, best wrestlers I've ever seen live in my life. Yeah,
1: like, He's like it.
12: Uh, Jason's amazing. I've worked with Jason several times at Pro Wrestling Freedom and other promotions through Tennessee. I love
1: that guy. Myron is so underrated though, man. Like, he it's one star. of those where he makes everything look so easy that it's hard to like. You get spoiled by it, you know, like because we've we've seen Myron since he was like, literally wait, what would you say, Doug? Like three months in ish. Yes.
12: We watched Myron. When he first started, he came out of Owensboro when he first started and went to OVW. We watched some of his beginning matches, and then we watched him come up through IW Mid-South, and then he became a staple for us since we started. He was on, he was the main event of our first-ever show, and he's main evented several since, and I wish that man nothing but the best.
2: Man, no doubt he's going to be really, really successful. Shout-out to him, I believe. uh he was recently working, was it Impact, Joe? Was it Evolve? I don't no, he was he's working. He's, he's, a, MLW. He's, he's
1: MLW. He's the
2: middleweight champion MLW. 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 There, there it is.
12: And the leader of injustice.
2: There you go. He's the middleweight champion. MLW. MLW. Yeah. My, my mistake. Well, before I throw it uh, back over to Joe, uh, I guess I wanted to talk about and emphasize something very, very important. So what we're trying to do, fellas, here on the Talk podcast is to kind of take a tour around the 50 states of the United States and, um, and, and highlight a couple of promotions or individual talents or ring announcers, referees, whatever, from every state in the country. And we're going to keep doing that until we're done with all 50. You guys are based out of Indiana. Can, can you talk to us about your roots in the state of Indiana, uh, what the fans of Indiana are like, uh, what the culture of pro wrestling is up there? Is it, is it on fire like it is here in the Midwest? Like, like, in the Central Midwest or, or is it just now so, getting started? Tell us a little bit about pro wrestling in the, the great
12: state okay. of Indiana. So, we, I'll tell you this our fans are ruthless.
1: Like, Absolutely. Like, ruthless. <laughs> they, they've and seen everything twice.
12: <laughs> they've seen so much great wrestling in the, we call ourselves the Kentucky Anna area because we're only 15 miles from Louisville, Kentucky. So okay. a majority They're of our fans stuff. do travel huh? You guys are lucky. A than
2: than being our fans. That close. So lucky.
12: Yes, and a majority of our fans come from Louisville and Louisville used to be one like part of the territory with USWA and all the old school guys. Like that was part of the loop at Louisville Gardens. So, like, they've seen Rock come up. They've seen Stone Cold come up. They've seen Undertaker before he was the Undertaker. Like, they've seen so much. And then Ohio Valley Wrestling has been around since 1997.
2: Sorry about that, Doug. I wanted to say this. So, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but did, did John Cosper not write a book called Bluegrass Brawlers about yes. Uh, yes, you Louisville yes, pro wrestling, is. right? Like, because we, yes. we had John Cosper on just yes. a couple of weeks ago, so I'm just kind of trying to tie everything and together. Shout guys. Out to John I, Cosper. I love that man. John is now, a you good. John so, Cosper's good.
12: great. He knows so yes. much about Louisville history wrestling and this area wrestling. Like, shout out to John Cosper. Just a great dude and an amazing author.
1: Love that guy. Make no, no, sure you no, get no, Madman no, no, Pondo's no, book, com. No, no, no. Yeah.
2: That's right. Oh, my gosh. Look at us tying everything together, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I love it when it all comes uh, together, man. But, Cam, yeah, go ahead, bro. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're no, all you're good. good man, yeah. but, um, pa-
1: Pondo's book's amazing. Like, Pondo's amazing. He's one of our good friends. Which Pondo the goat,
5: my man. Mind.
12: The fact that I can say Pondo, that I'm is with a goat. hardcore legend like Madman Pondo, like that just blows my mind. Like that man is a legend. Like
1: not bro. like a, not like a wrestling legend. Like a life legend. Like, <laughs> life
12: like legend.
1: everything Pondo does is legendary, and he'll he'll act like it's hell not. Yeah. He's so matter of fact with everything. He's a dude. Like,
12: but like I said, dude. our our fans have seen so much quality, good wrestling in our area. And many different styles. You got the Memphis style at OVW. Then you got the hardcore style at and Mid-South, which has been a staple okay. for 20-plus years. We won't go further on that. But, I mean, they've seen so much. So, like, unless you're, like, in there killing each other, they sit on their hands. Like, we have the best fans in the world. But, like, wow. you got to earn their respect. Oh, like, bro. if you just come That's out of the cool. curtain and you ain't, like, a staple to them, they gonna make you
10: prove it, or you gonna sit with crickets.
1: The wildest thing ever was when <laughs> Matt Justice first started coming in, and no one acknowledged Matt Justice as anything but a dude for about three to four shows. And this was during the time when he was starting to blow up everywhere, and they're just like, "Oh, all right, do something." <laughs> it's just like, dude, dude, he's really out here killing it. Like y'all need to, but. <laughs> so, I mean,
12: to get Matt now, Matt Justice is one of our most over guys. For him to get over, he had to do a rolling cannonball off the apron to the concrete floor and knock himself out and give himself
1: a concussion. Once he did (laughs) that, they loved him. They were like, oh, "Oh, he's 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 here for the culture.
2: He could cuss himself for us. We got to love him now. By that same same
1: concept, uh, Nolan Edward, a lot of people don't know who he is. But they will within the next six months to a year for sure. He came in first match. He wrestled Billy Stark's, and then got a decent amount of reaction because I don't know if you're familiar with Billy Stark's, but she's a star. Whoa, 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 she's whoa, going whoa, to be a star.
2: Whoa whoa whoa. whoa, 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 whoa! You hold on just a second. Did you just ask us if we're familiar with Billy Stark's? Oh, Josie. I don't want you to get upset. I don't. Joe, calm down. Oh my! Wait, wait a minute. We we have. I believe we have a drop of that.
0: Fucking bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
2: <laughs> we we had Billy on the show recently, and she is absolutely fantastic. Uh, we're, of course, I'm just kidding. She was a great guest, guys. We love Billy Starcher on the show. Uh, former, well, recent, well, current member. Uh, the
1: Russell Talk family as well. Please continue. Yeah, gotcha. Go hey Payman did that, and then uh, got a fair amount of reaction because uh, him and Billy had a good match, and then he uh, wrestled John Wayne Murdoch the next month, and then from that point forward, he's they treat him like he's local, like it's just one of those to where you have to know what you're dealing with, and he has been able to adapt to this area better and quicker than anyone who has come through here lately. I agree, yeah. Anyone. And wow. the, we're doing him and Kevin Koo at Heavy Hitters. Yep. So that's that's like, gonna be you, a wait, real good pick? one.
2: What when, when's the test?
1: It's, uh, it's July twenty fourth.
2: July 24th. All right. Well, Joe, I don't want to be completely selfish, dude. I apologize. You know, I'm having a lot of fun here with, with Doug and Cam. But why don't you jump in here, man? I know you had a couple of, of questions and thoughts yourself.
3: I do. I I do. Um, you know, as somebody that, that doesn't get to go to your shows, uh, I can watch every single one of your your shows on the independentwrestling.tv, which I absolutely love independentwrestling.tv. Uh can you tell the uh, viewers about what it's like to be on independentwrestling.tv? Uh, gotcha. It's
12: honestly changed the game. It it's changed the game for us. Like the guys at IWTV, Gerald, Dylan, they they're great dudes. They work with us great. Um they get our shows up within like a week of us sending it to them and it's just it's broadened our margin of viewership so much it's It's literally changed the landscape of what we as bookers try to book for because we're not only booking for our local audience now we also know that we have a broader perspective of audience like you guys from up north that y'all can't come to our shows every show that we're wanting to feed everyone we just want to give back to the wrestling community. I mean, I know a big thing for me and Cam is wrestling's like our escape from our reality. Um, so we want to provide the best fan experience for everyone, and that, that's the goal. So, yeah, IWTV has definitely, like, opened several lanes of opportunity
3: for us.
2: Great question, Joe.
3: Yeah, um, you know, as I was going through some of your matches, I saw a match uh, it was between a guy by the name of uh, Tank Man against uh, Justice, who we, we were just talking about. Yes. And this guy, Tank yeah. Man, looks freaking huge. Is he like a bodybuilder
1: <laughs> Calvin, Calvin he Tankman.
2: He's like huge. Cal- he is what his <laughs> well, name is. Well, if
1: your name is Tank, like, yeah, I, I just got to say, if your name is Tank, <laughs> you better be freaking massive. <laughs> yeah, Cal- Calvin Tankman, Man, man, he's, he's so underrated man like calvin Tangler. when it comes to big dudes in the midwest he's up there with anyone that you can name as far as the big guy
12: 100 percent. and like i remember we watched me and cam actually watched tanks like the first match in our area
1: and we were like what is this guy gonna do Well he came remember he came out and did a tope. He he
12: did a tope over the top rope. Yes. That big four hundred pound monster (laughs) has a tope over the top rope. And like there's a group of us. Me and Cam were just fans in the Mm. audience. And you literally see us jump off our feet.
1: Yeah, it was nuts. What
12: the fuck just happened? Like how? (laughs) How? It was nuts.
1: yeah, him, him and Justice, like, they they beat each other to death, man. Like, that was crazy.
12: Like, that's another guy off our roster that please look into him.
1: Please, please look, Calvin I, like, I I wish, like, granted, it was awful that all the Mania shows didn't get to happen, but Calvin's match on For the Culture would have changed – the entire trajectory of his career. I truly believe that this Mania Week would have been the catalyst for him to really blow up. And he's already had a uh, a tryout with WWE. He had yeah. that a couple months ago. Yep. Yeah, about but,
12: six months ago he had a tryout.
1: But people were going to start to understand because he's one of those dudes when you see him, like uh, he does amazing stuff for us, amazing stuff for Bizarro. He's starting to be around AIW a little more. Like he's getting around, but it would have been one of those things. And shout out to AJ Gray for making sure to highlight some of the dudes that don't get the spots necessarily on these bigger shows, and try and put them in a spotlight. He does.
2: He does. He does do that. And And let me just say also. I've seen AJ at Proving Ground Pro uh, in Southern Central slash Illinois. So he does that everywhere he goes. I mean,
1: yeah. I, I know Pro- Proving, ground, high, like, Proving Ground high, Pro had a fire awesome. tournament. Uh, Hell yeah, it was do. the one where, the uh, uh, the yeah, where, uh, oh, where Derek Neal won it. The uh, Derek Neal versus Airwolf was one of my favorite matches
2: of oh, that Derek whole time so period. <laughs> Somebody tagged Derek Neal. I love
1: that guy. Derek Neal's the man, dude. Um, he's another roster member of PPW. What?
12: <laughs> he just came in last no, month and
3: beat Juicy Jimmy. Joe, we're connecting uh, all the dots
2: tonight, Joe. D. We are.
1: We are. Um, yeah, d- my Derek, Derek Neal my is just, just a rare such a rare guy man. guy,
12: man. Oh, I love Derek. God, like, his ability is not, is.
1: So he can amazing. do everything.
3: He truly can. Ted Neal truly can do do absolutely everything. My last question, before I throw it back, throw it back to Renee, is: um, What do you hope that the fans get out of watching one of your shows? Like at the end of the night, what do you hope that, that the fans get out of it,
12: Matt? When I when I when we book a show, when we run a show, when we do anything involved with wrestling, my goal is for them to go on the most exciting roller coaster escape from reality that they can. I want them to be happy, I want them to be mad, I want them to be sad, and I want them to just have pure enjoyment at the end of the day. Like you gotta book it up, you gotta book it down. I just want them to be able to turn off their real life, enjoy what we're putting out and just have a good time.
3: Uh, There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. All right, so Renee, if you have any other questions, this is your time, sir.
2: I do, and and you know what? Um, We're going to do something kind of unique here uh, to close out tonight's show, Uh, but before I do that, let me send a huge congratulations to a couple of friends uh, mayhem vinsanity uh we, we just got word that they're going to be starting their own podcast it's going to be called 1000 real with vinsanity and mayhem so shout out to those guys big time supporters of the russell talk podcast absolutely uh, uh hope that those guys have a great deal of success anything we can do to help you guys as uh you know fellow La Familia members let us know. Joe and I are absolutely available to do anything you guys need to try to help in what you guys are doing. And um, I also wanted to say this. Um, guys, I know how hard it's been for you that you haven't been able to do what you love and run the shows and give the guys and girls an opportunity to do what they love to do and the fans an opportunity to watch what they love to watch. But you know what? I think it's about game time that we start – feeding into a little bit of our competitive nature. Because I know whether you're a fan or a promoter, you love competition. And that goes for both of you guys, uh, Doug and Cam. Yeah. So here's what I want to do. During tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, instead of Joe or I going against our guests, we're actually going to have you guys go against each other. And here's, <laughs> right. here's how it's going to work. Here's how it's gonna work. I'm gonna provide a series of clues, okay? When I start reading through the clues, if you think you know the answer, all you have to do is simply shout it out. The first person uh, to get the best the, the first person to get best two out of three falls wins tonight's Wresov podcast game show challenge. I know you guys work together on a lot of stuff. But I also know that you're both very competitive. The question is, are you guys game?
12: I'm down. Yeah.
2: All right. We compete with
12: each other and everything all the time, so sure.
2: Might as well. (laughs) Well, let's see who wins this round of pro wrestling trivia. Enter, Timmy, you know what to do. Go ahead, hit the music. Let's cue up tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's edition of the Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge In tonight's contest, which is a best two out of three falls We will have Doug. Now, Doug, before I go any further, how do you pronounce your last name? I want to make sure I get it right.
12: (laughs) It's Botox.
2: Botox. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Doug Botox against his partner at Paradigm Pro, Cam Adams. We're going to get right into the challenge right now, gentlemen, and here's how it's going to work. I'm going to ask you guys a question If you think you know the answer Simply shout it out We've gone over the rules of the locker room and Now we're out here in the arena Do Both of you gentlemen understand
0: Yeah Yep.
2: Alright Now just so that we know the difference In your guys' voices Cam why don't you go ahead And say hello Hello And Doug Why don't you go ahead and say hello Hello. There we go. There are the voices. So let's go ahead and get right into it. And as my backup tonight, Nightmare Jones, you'll be the one scoring the challenges. So whoever you hear first, that's the winner of that question. You got it? Nightmare Jones, please don't tell me you fell asleep. Yes. Yes, I got it. (laughs) Okay, you got it. Okay. All right. Question number one this professional wrestler won the WWF Tag Team Championships at WrestleMania. After leaving his tag team partner, this late professional wrestler went on to capture the WWF Tag Team Championship with a new partner. He had two reigns as both the WWF Hardcore and European Champion. And won the WWF Intercontinental Championship in one of the greatest matches in WWF history in the main of some uh, in the main event of Summerslam 1992 from Wembley Stadium in London, England. Name him. Heart Foundation, um. London.
1: uh William Regal
2: um Heart Foundation uh um, Hart. uh Red Heart
12: British Bulldog hey, hey, hey. London British, British Bulldog, Bulldog is There you go.
2: Josie who got it first I
1: was uh two then so <laughs> Joe Oh um I actually heard uh,
2: Doug
3: first So, entertainment is going with Doug.
2: Okay, you we're, got it. We're,
1: <laughs> we're big awful at this game. <laughs> right. Okay, don't no
2: Hey, you're no worse. Hey, you're no worse than me and Joe. Don't feel bad. We always struggle. All right. <laughs> Question number two. All right. So the score is one zero. Doug, if you get one more correct, then you're the winner of tonight's matchup. Cam, don't get swept, bro. That's all I'm gonna say because you'll never live it down, ever. Well, at least until you come on <laughs> next time. <laughs> all right. Question number two, often referred to as the tag team of the 90s in WCW, this professional wrestler went on to win the WWF slash WWE tag team hardcore. Uh, That is incorrect. Uh, WWF slash WWE tag team hardcore United States. Intercontinental and World Heavyweight Championship. He has oh, also no. been entered in. What was that? No, go ahead. He was also entered into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2013 as a singles competitor, and also in 2019 as a tag team alongside his brother Stevie Ray as Harlem Heat. Please no, name this wrestler.
0: Okay, that
2: was Joe. What did you hear first? Um,
3: I heard, uh, I did not hear Doug first. Uh,
2: So you heard Cam first. Oh, yeah,
12: Yeah, Cam. Cam gets the point.
2: Oh, geez, Louise! don't confuse the fans, man. What's wrong with you, Joe? <laughs> All right, so obviously we're tied 1-1. The, the person who gets the next question correct is going to be the winner of tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. And, Timmy, I know we got some music we're going to play for the winner, so go ahead and get that ready because here comes question number three. Question number three. James E. Cornett managed three different incarnations of the Midnight Express to tag team championships in the NWA. However, this man, known for the Alabama Jam leg drop, was the only man to win a singles championship in the NWA slash WCW. He also he also defeated the enforcer Art Anderson at the inaugural Super Brawl to win the NWA World Television Championship He held the championship for 15 days Before losing it to stunning Steve Austin Please name this competitor oh, man. Former member of the Midnight, oh. Express. Midnight Express Known from the, the Alabama Jam
3: Think of
2: beautiful, Think
1: beautiful, of beautiful Bobby. Bobby Bobby Eaton. Now that you said the whole thing, <laughs> okay. Oh. Joe, if you would, Joe,
2: I'll say this: if you wouldn't have said Bobby, then we could have counted it, but that actually eliminates the question, and we are still oh, tied at one that's one. That's good,
1: fair. <laughs>
2: so if you would, if, if you would have said beautiful. I think that would have been okay, but you said beautiful Bobby. It's too much. So here is the alternate question. Oh my gosh, the suspense right now. Man, you can cut this thing with a knife. (laughs) Here we go, gentlemen. Here is the final question. And Joe, keep your trap shut. This man won his WWF contract by winning Tough Enough with his first tag team partner that is incorrect. Okay. With his first... What?
10: Keep going. You're good.
2: Okay. With his first tag team partner, he won the WWF Tag Team Championships on three occasions. While his partner never won a championship gold on a national level again, this man has gone on to win championships in promotions such as Lucia Underground, Impact Pro Wrestling, and John the WWE. John Morrison is the correct answer. Joe, who answered?
3: That would have been Doug. So, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of tonight's Vestor Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge is
0: Doug Votar.
3: And they say there and they say there. And they say oh. <laughs> uh, Cam Doug. At least you didn't get sweat, Cam <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well,
2: well Cam, Cam, we're gonna give Doug an opportunity to, to take his victory speech, but we also wanna give you an opportunity to give us your final thoughts and how it feels To know that you're never, ever, ever gonna live this down. Well, at least not till the next time that you guys come on the show. You got fifteen seconds. Go ahead.
1: I'll probably be fine either way, man. To be real.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right.
2: Enough of that. Enough of that. (laughs) Doug, sir, congratulations. Congratulations on a huge win tonight. Sir, how does it feel to know that you can give Cam crap for at least the next couple of months if you guys come back on the
12: show? It's always good fun in competition with Cam. We've been friends for 20-plus years, so it's always good fun. But I do want to appreciate and thank you guys for having us on.
2: Awesome, man. Well, that's that's part of the reason that you guys have been so successful, gentlemen. You obviously have a lot of love and respect for each other, uh, and again, yeah, this was all in fun. So, congratulations, to Doug. Cam, you did a great job as well. And uh, as always, we want to welcome you guys in as the newest members of the Wrestle Talk podcast family. Jonesy, any final thoughts for our two wonderful guests from Paradigm Pro Wrestling? Oh
3: man, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to. <laughs> the uh, show. I'm going to continue watching you all shows on uh, independentwrestling.tv and maybe one day in the future I'll be able to make my way down to Indiana and uh, watch a uh, one of you all shows in person. That'd be awesome.
2: Joe, we could meet halfway. Joe, let's do it. I- I'll drive up from be Kansas sure. City, you drive up from Martinsburg, West Virginia, and we'll just meet in Indiana. How about that?
3: We could
2: do
12: that. We could definitely do that. Let's do it. A
0: hey, July
3: twenty
12: fourth, guys. Y'all don't want to miss this tournament. If yes, are two is going to be an awesome tournament. If y'all really want to come up, come up. We'll we treat do. you guys right. I promise. I, I know you
2: guys. If you guys make that trip on July
12: twenty fourth, we'll treat we'll treat you guys right. Hey, dude,
2: dude, That would be well. Our 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 cauliflower alley club. Uh, visit got canceled. Our Universe Mania 6 Watch Party in Kansas City got canceled. So, Joe, I think we need to find a reason to get together sometime this year. I don't see why it wouldn't be in Indiana. I'm just saying. Uh-huh. There you go. See, there, there it is. Guys, let's try to make something happen. Well, guys, last thing before you go, drop the social and tell us one more time how people can find you guys on uh, independentwrestling.tv.
1: Uh www.paradigmprowrestling.com is tickets. Uh, Paradigm Pro Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter is Paradigm Pro Rest W-R-E-S. And also, I almost forgot to plug this. Uh, if you buy $20 worth of merchandise from a wrestler and send it to either our Twitter or our Facebook You get the archives of all our shows that are not on independent wrestling TV, which is the first year. Uh, Half of it is prodigy shows and the other half is the turn from paradigm. Uh, We will send you the links to those. If you spend $20 and send a, send us the screenshot. And if you spend over a hundred dollars with wrestlers, it can be any combination. uh, Then you get, all of those and you get two tickets to Aviators or any show of your choice. So
3: Wow.
2: That is sick, dude. That's a, dude. That's a deal. great deal. That's a hell of a deal. I love it. Alright, gentlemen. Well listen, thank you much so much for being here on the show. Uh again, welcome into the fam. We'll hopefully talk to you guys and maybe even see you guys before the end of twenty twenty.
1: Take care of your families, man. You guys be blessed. Grace
0: and peace to both of you guys, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Y'all have a good night. You too, sir. Wow.
5: Man, oh, man, oh,
3: man, oh, man, oh, man. What a freaking show tonight. Like, wow. What a freaking show, ladies and gentlemen. And guess what we get to do is all of
2: Next week
0: it's gonna be absolutely
3: Joe, amazing. You want me to do shout outs.
2: Shout Go out ahead. to, you. You want
8: me to do shout
2: outs. Go right ahead. Shout out uh, uh, shout out to all the folks that checked us out tonight live on Facebook Live. Shout out to the replay listeners. If you're listening to uh, to us on Apple Podcasts or Google or Anchor or any of the multiple platforms that we're on, we love you, we thank you. Um, man, the callers were fantastic tonight. I mean, what, what do I need to say, bro? Uh Kiko Fred Slow, uh, Doug Natal. I mean, these guys are fantastic, and then we got Cam as an additional bonus on tonight's show. I think those guys really enjoy going up against each other, man. You can feel the competitive juices flowing. There's a couple of awkward silences, and <laughs> that's what we like to do here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, man. We're trying to get you guys out of that boredom uh, uh, block that you've been in for so long to talk pro wrestling, to enjoy yourselves, and really, more than anything else, man, we love the we love to, to show support for the people that love and support us. And so for that reason, we're going to once again play the Insanity song, Guts. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to our brother Marcus Mayhem on their new endeavor. We know that they're going to have a ton of success. And uh, hopefully they know that we can, you know, we can always be called upon to assist in anything that they need. Also, a big shout-out to my wrestling godfather, Sonny Bunny Mayo. Uh, Shout-out to Adam Frex and Talking Dynasty, uh, one of my very favorite podcasts, especially since I'm a huge Chiefs fan, but they talk all football. So make sure you guys check them out. Uh, Sonny was actually on the podcast with Adam Frex. Also, when we come back, we're going to be doing a, 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 some sort of celebration at uh, at eSports in Shawnee, uh, Shawnee Kansas. So uh, make sure you guys love and like eSports on all social media. Thanks to my beautiful wife. That's a Carrie, Joe's beautiful wife, my children. I miss you guys. I'm way out of town right now doing the show. I want you to know that I love y'all. The three general managers, you guys work so hard. I love you. All the, the members of the FWWC and all the hard work that you guys put in. My partner in crime, uh, DeWan Mills, uh, the originator, the creator, the head administrator, the guy that uh, helped inspire me to do what I've done in the world of uh, in, uh, fantasy wrestling. And so my bosses, man, uh, Mike. Uh, Billy, Jordan, thank you guys for trusting me to be the voice of your companies here in the Midwest And you know what, to everybody else who's struggling and anybody else who's looking forward to the end of the quarantine Just know the Talk Podcast will always be here to support you Uh, Once again, Joe, I don't even know what to say, man It's been so humbling to have so many people show us love tonight, man Some of the things that Fred said uh, just blew my mind, man How complimentary he was about what we're doing and uh, all I'm going to say is this, man, before we hit this song, no matter what you do at the end of the day, you praise the big man above and make sure you keep it 1,000. Again, keeping it 1,000% real with Marcus Mayhem and Vince Sanity is going to be something special. Make sure you guys show them love. Let's go ahead and hit the music as we close out episode 294 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee, your humble servants. We're out. Peace. Turn it up, Joe DG's, but Papa Cheese. It's like a marathon, we just go forever. Two hours and a half. Turn that up, baby.
13: Insanity,
2: that's B-I-N-5, Anity. Look it up, it's called Guts. You won't regret it. Actually, I'm going to yeah, type yeah. it out for you.
0: Hey, play the whole
9: song, Alright. The whole song. Yeah Hey, baby. Don't cut it short. Baby, I'm gon' hit a strike. All right. Hitting numbers like some dice. Seven, eleven. I hit it like I'm at you looking nice. So nice. That pussy be on point, so I'm precise. You help me find my way about a maze. I'll be You be shining like the moon in sun rays. You make me wanna pray in church on Sunday up and been calling for a play. Up, yeah. We gon' take the world and make it spin. Make it, make, it, make it spin. Every day we fall in love again. Oh, pretty. I, I could be cloud, you good. could I'm be good. bonnie. Right you, you got that You're bomb, bro. You can bomb me. You, can't bomb me. Bomb, bomb, bomb. you drive me crazy, keep it cruising. Yeah. When I hear your voice, voices like, like music. If I play games with you, I lose it. I, I lose If I like you, that'd be stupid. Dumb. Yeah. I'm gon' get you right Baby, I'm gon' get you right now Baby, I'm gon' get you right Baby, I'm gon' get you right now yeah, Baby, I'm gon' get you right I'm Baby, I'm gon' get you right now Baby, uh, I'm, I'm gon' get you right Baby, I'm gon' get you right now um, Baby, I'm gonna get you the type I, I, right. I Baby, like I can't I can't Come here, let me take a bite, take a bite, I got you turning overnight, it's hard to trust because my shoulders lie, I saw the future, you was in my side, I'm a, I'm a monster, girl, you brought me to life, sugar, sugar, how'd you get so fly, sugar, sugar, I used to be a dog, now you got me on a chain I would run away, but that pussy got me stained I used to have some flaws, but now I'm off the chain I feel like something's wrong, I can't get you up out my brain Shawty, shawty on the wall, shawty awful talk A psychic told me about you looking in her crystal ball Baby, you can live your life I just wanna be here somehow Baby, I'm gonna get you right Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get you right now. Baby, I'm gonna get you right. Baby, I'm gonna get, right. gon get you right now.
4: Let's
3: talk podcast, Joe and Rene. Until next week, we out.
0: Peace.